and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 94. Woo-hoo. I'm so excited about it. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> that's just a few. That's that's very many episodes. Uh, very excited to be here tonight. I'm Dan Ellis. Matt. Yeah, I'm Ryan. Muat. Should and I change that? Muat. Muat. No. <laughs> I think I'll stick with <laughs> So tonight we're going to be covering the Republican primary debate. Ugh. Just for you. This one should be pretty exciting. I'm really looking forward to it because yeah. this is the last debate before Super Tuesday next week. And, and it's a narrower field. Yeah, we've only got five candidates on stage tonight. We have Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, and Dr. Ben Carson. Carson and Kasich won't get shit for time, though. No, and why is Carson even still doing this? Yeah, well, I think uh, Pastor Manning has some words on that yeah. we'll hear in just a minute. Um But this should be interesting. I mean, you've got the field narrowing. Super Tuesday is coming. My guess is that after Super Tuesday, at least Ben Carson will drop out. I hope he's smart enough. And probably John Kasich will drop out. I can't guarantee that. But there's going to be a lot of pressure from the Republican Party that that the field narrows. Yeah, Reince Pubis will definitely step in. (laughs) As my good friend Reince Pubis has said. Um and they need it to narrow if they want any chance of not having Donald Trump be their candidate who wins the yeah. primary. Um, if he wins, it's going to be very difficult for them to win in the general. And I think everybody but Donald Trump knows that. Yep. So uh, that leaves – there's basically three front runners: Donald yep. Trump, Marco Rubio, and Ted mm-hmm. Cruz. And Rubio and Cruz have been competing for votes. Yeah. You know, they're basically splitting the votes, uh, lately. And so they, one of them needs to drop out. Exactly. Yeah. One of them needs to drop out in order to consolidate the votes more either way. Um, so I expect that tonight is when the knives will come out between the two of them. Well, they've already been coming out between those two. Yeah. So that should be exciting to see. A tale of two cubits. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they're, they're definitely going to have to go after each other to try to get one's poll numbers to slide ahead of Super Tuesday right? so that they can emerge victorious and have, or at least over the other, and have, you know, a better reason to stay in the race uh, versus trying to be pressured out. But that's the other thing, too, is that let's say Marco Rubio is able to really damage Ted Cruz and reduce his poll numbers. Ted Cruz doesn't give a fuck. No. He's going to stay in the race as long as he possibly can. The RNC can't really pressure him to get out because he doesn't give a fuck about any of the other Republicans and vice versa. Yeah. He doesn't like them. They don't like him. So it's going to be really difficult for the for the National Party to try to pressure him to drop out of the race. 
which leaves us with the very frightening uh, alternative then that Trump and Cruz would be the two yeah. Republican candidates running. It's fucking scary. And I say scary in that there is, you know, an outside chance that one of them would eventually end up being president of the United States. The thing that throws a twist into that, though, is that if either of those people, if Trump or Cruz end up being the Republican nominee, they will in all likelihood lose handily to either Sanders or Clinton. Yeah, you, uh, you would hope. Because yeah. people would come out. But then I worry about voter apathy and people thinking, oh, yeah, it's a lock. You know, whoever the dumb, the Democratic, Democratic, <laughs> the Dumbocrats, anybody who ends up as the Democratic nominee is going to win. I don't need to even go vote, which then anytime there's low voter turnout, Republicans win. have a better chance of winning. Well, that and that the, the voter apathy and the low voter, voter turnout is exactly why the Republican Party is still a party. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they vote in droves. Yeah, yeah, the Republicans vote more than the Democrats, which and is that's why well, by a long way. Yeah. So that's also why historically they win midterm elections. Yes. Yeah, it is. Midterms generally swing more Republican because they get more people out to yeah. vote. Democrat Democrats vote more during presidential races, but you need to vote in all but, of yeah. the races. Well, and part of that is because churches set that up as a matter of uh, it's it's protocol you know they have a whole system set up for buses and yeah buses taking all of the congregation yeah, yeah, you, to go all you got to do is do what you do every sunday just show up here we'll get your ballots you fill it out you give it to us which is totally fucking bullshit illegal unconstitutional horseshit mm -hmm. but that's why yeah they don't actually go to the polls any more than democrats do but the churches organize it so well and we also got to consider that there's now another lawsuit being going against Ted Cruz to see if he's actually viable to run for president. Yeah, there's so many things. I mean, this has just been kind of a train wreck. It's been exciting and fun to watch for it's, a lot of different reasons. But, but it's, it's also, also been sad. Yeah, sad and a little bit terrifying. I mean, yeah. I think we're seeing the Republican Party uh, in its death throes. Ted Cruz, uh, at least this version of the, the Republican yeah. Party. Ted yeah. Cruz, in my opinion, is not a viable presidential candidate, and it has nothing to do with his birth, place of birth. It has to do with the fact that he said a number of times that he's a Christian first and American second. Yeah, yeah. You put the Bible above the Constitution, you're fucking out. Sorry. Yeah, that Too should bad. that should instantly disqualify you. Um. I mean, you're, he's he's not running for lead pastor position. He's running for president of the United States. Well, but I think he thinks he's running for both. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. And I brought that up to people when they say, well, he's a constitutionalist. I'm like, yeah, but he's also said God first, what, country second. Yeah, well, which parts of the Constitution? Yeah. Well, no, but that's what I said. He, he has said God comes first, the Constitution comes second. Yeah. So obviously he's not going to rule based on the Constitution. He's going to base it off of his religious views. So the debate tonight is set for two and a half hours. Uh, which means that we should have a four hour show. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we should probably get going here. But before we start into the debate, uh, because I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this will be the last time we see dear Dr. Mm. Cuddly Bubbles on stage, Mr. Mr. Bumbling Ben, that I thought it was appropriate to play this clip of yeah. what Pastor James Manning thinks of, of shall, Ben Carson. He shall recede into his grain silo. I mean, we know, we know that Pastor Manning hates Obama, but he he has but, almost equal amounts of venom for Ben Carson. Yeah. This this really cracked me up when I heard it. Yeah, even though their political affiliations are the same. And it's like every little bit of this just fucking slay. I had to listen to it. I well, I listened to it probably three or four times, but it took me a long time each time because I had to keep pausing it and laughing <laughs> at various different points. 
Every person that is supporting Ben Carson is also a sodomite. That's how it starts. <laughs> like he just that's the first uh, thing he says out of the gate. <laughs> he just loves to say sodomite. <laughs> oh, it's you, this is just that's just the beginning. <laughs> Every person that is supporting, giving money to, giving votes for, talking about going to campaign meeting for Ben Carson. Talking everybody who's talking about Ben Carson is a sodomite <laughs> as he's talking about Ben, ben Carson. Carson. <laughs> it's got a demon in you. You got, got the demon same in you. demon that 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 brought Obama. You you got you don't have the son of Satan, but you got a demon. <laughs> ben Carson is a demon. Well, and so initially when he was talking about Obama, he had said that Obama was the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. Then later he backed that up and said, no, he's not the Antichrist. He's the son of Satan. So he's saying that Ben Carson is just a little step below the son of Satan, who is Obama. So he's a brother of Obama. (laughs) Yeah. Look at how he closes his eyes. Look at how he moves his lips. Look at how he uses that little girl voice. There's a little girl on the inside of Ben Carson. That's why I like him. You can't figure it out. You can't figure it out. There's a little 12-year-old girl inside Ben Carson. How how does he know know she's 12? Ben Carson is being pegged by a 12-year-old girl. (laughs) Just listen. close your eyes the way he closed his eyes. Listen to him talk. There's a little 12-year-old girl inside of Ben Carson. What you see is the body of a man, but there's a little girl inside there. Ben Carson is a demon. So does he have a penis? Little girls are demons, apparently, yes. according to Pastor Because that's when they start to menstruate. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 12-year-old girls are demons. He is a plethora of demons. Oh, shit. <laughs> Multiple demons in that And body. everybody that's supporting him is a demon and a sodomite. <laughs> Next time you see somebody standing with Ben Carson, they are sodomites. Now, he, now his S's when he ends things that he's saying up to this point, he, he clips them off and they're just regular S's. About halfway through this video, he starts trailing them off like he's a snake or something. Like, like everything ends with, <laughs> and it's this really long, drawn-out thing. It was fucking creepy and weird. Maybe he's got a balloon. They are now of him. calling. Besides, run and tell Donald Trump, run, 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 little children, run, little children, run, little children, and tell Donald Trump <laughs> that the Seven Day Adventist Church is a cult. From the pit of hell, started by a witch named Ellen White, who lied on God, who lied on Jesus about his return. She lied on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he can't, like, he can't even maintain a central line of thought here. No. He's going from Ben Carson and then just happens to throw in this thing about Trump out of the fucking blue. And the Seven Day Adventist is nothing more than a glorified cult. And now Ben Carson is the spokesperson for that cult. And if y'all keep raising him up, he's going to start doing the same thing that Ellen White did. Start predicting when Jesus is going to return. Predicting. Ben Carson is a demon. He is a demon. Watch him. Look at him. Watch how he talks. Watch how he shifts his eyes. Notice Ben Carson will not let you look into his eyes. The moment his eyelids stand up for more than two seconds, he closes them down. Because he knows if you can look into his eyes, you will see a devil sitting on the throne of his heart. What? <laughs> You'll see a demon sitting on a throne of his heart behind his, his eyes. eyes. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think I don't think Pastor Manning has any idea how the human body is well, set up. I don't think he has any idea how anything works. Like the because, demon body is different anatomy. Well, and if he thinks he thinks semen is the cream of the blood, <laughs> and right. and the people will be carrying around babies in their testicles and birthing them out <laughs> their assholes. <laughs> this guy's just with the pudding pop. I can't. I oh my god! And just the the way he talks, like the whole thing that he does yeah. here. Yeah, he's definitely in his throat for sure. And all these people running around behind you mock my words. You mock my words. You heard me. Uh, we will. We mock will your mock your words. Your words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mocking has commenced. Thousand and seven and eight. When I talked about Obama, you mock my words. Or words. <laughs> yeah, just plural, when you uh, see somebody supporting Ben Carson, giving to Ben Carson, they have a demon in them. Demons oh, of shit. a feather all stick together. <laughs> demons of a feather. The Ben Carson demon feathers all stick what? together. What? The Ben, the ben Carson demon, demon feathers all stick together by the glue of the semen. The cream of the blood with the feathers sticking together. How can two walk together if they agree? This man was born because that's in stuck a cult together. called the Seven Day Adventist. He will soon, if you give him church power, does this guy become like to? David Koresh. <laughs> he's a he's a Christian. Ben Carson His and David church? Koresh yeah. are brothers of the same mother. Their what? mother is Ellen White. Shit, <laughs> his mom's old. Oh shit, his eyes are closed. He's got a demon <laughs> sitting on a throne in his heart. I just this guy. Oh. Ben Carson uh. is demon possessed, and everybody that supports him. A closeted sodomite, fags, <laughs> lesbos, butt lickers, everyone that supports Ben Carson. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take like, anything he says seriously. Like, it's just so fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's a sodomite. They hate love and they love hate. Profound. They hate truth and they love lies. Profound. Wow. Can you hear that S at the end? Yeah. Wow. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm the Lord's servant. <laughs> I have, then I will remain the servant of the Most High God. His name is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> and amen. That's because his asshole got reamed in prison. That's where that noise is coming <laughs> Just, from. Oh, God, I can't. I'm going to I'm going to go through and pick that thing apart. Just uh. pull out. All of the wonderful sound clips from wow. there. Licking buttholes. He's just, he's the a font of so many fun things. I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that anybody could take this guy seriously. Like, no. right? Oh, but anybody, they do. Yeah. I, I wonder Ooh. how many people actually attend his church. Well, I mean, you can see here on, on his, this is from his church, the Atma yeah. Worldwide Church here on, here on the YouTubes. And it's only got. 6,832 views. Oh, and half of it, those are people who are like looking us. for material and for the, their yeah, atheist podcast. Yeah, half of them, half of them are people like us who are like, this guy's a fucking clown. Yeah. And this is from October of 2015. Yeah. So this is oh, yeah. five months well, old yeah. and it's got 67 likes, 7,000, under 7,000 views on here. So I don't think anybody really takes this guy seriously. Yeah. No. Maybe not. He's just fucking <laughs> a lot of fun to listen to because he's so crazy. As always, you can reach us on Facebook at 
Facebook.com slash Godless Revolution. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. You can call and leave us voicemail or send us a text message at 33081rebel. You can also send us a email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. And you can find the podcast out on Podbean at godlessrevolution.podbean.com and through just about any other aggregator that you have. If you like the show, please go out and give it a rating. That helps us out and helps other people find the show. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Definitely go rape our show. Yeah. I don't yeah. like our show to be raped. Give us a good raping on, yeah, on rape, iTunes. Rape is not friendly. <laughs> rape is bad, okay? Oh, right, right. I'm Dustin. And I'm Wesley. We host the Atheist Nomads Podcast. We're godless geeks who take a skeptical look at... Politics, religion, science, technology, and history. We also interview leaders in the atheist, skeptic, and humanist community. Check us out at atheistnomads.com. That's atheistnomads.com. Why do you think America is a Christian nation? That was the creator of everything. We are Christian believed to be the foundation of our lives. And I believe God isn't done with America. And that's the Lord we know. Just before this part that where we're going to drop into the debate here, they showed Poppy Bush and Mommy Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Poppy looks like he's going to fucking die sitting there in the chair. Yeah, like, yeah, he looks really terrible. He looks awful. Yeah, Barbara doesn't look too much worse but, than... Well, she still looks like Barbara Bush, Yeah, but she doesn't look like she's going to die at any minute. But right. Pop, Papa Bush did give his secret agent the 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 secret hand the gesture to uh, oh. assassinate someone. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Well, I think he wanted the applause to stop, so he did this little cut across the. Yeah. Cr- well, cut I across think, the I think he thing. just he was sick of having to the pretend to be able to move around. Yeah. <laughs> He's like I had a stroke, god damn it! I only have five minutes of animated time available to me this evening. Yeah, right. Please move the camera away. Uh. <laughs> forward to a lively debate. I'll be your moderator tonight. Joining me in the questioning, Telemundo host Maria Celeste Aradas. How about us? Chief political correspondent. She ain't hard to look at. No. Administration what? for six what years. TV? Tonight, Ugh. there are five he, he, Republican he, he candidates, and they're yeah. ready to join us right now. I don't like Hugh Please Hewitt. welcome no, I don't Ohio either. Governor John Kasich. Hugh Hewitt's going to be the only one in this whole place tonight whose upper lip moves less than Ted Cruz's. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. just want to punch that guy. Yeah, so much. Oh, God, even the way he walks. I was going to say something about that. He takes extra large strides. Hey, at least Donald walked out this time. Yeah. Yeah, see, he, he actually has, like, sort of a casual, normal stroll. Yeah. Ted Cruz looks like a fucking bitch. Senator well, his gold Marco shoes Rubio way more, so. <laughs> yeah, Rubio, much smoother. Are we, are we debating a runway model thing He's now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They're on the catwalk now. <laughs> Trump, the only one. Oh, no, Carson also decided to go with the unbuttoned jacket in a surprising move. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Republican girl candidates for president <laughs> of the United States. I think Ben Carson must fall somewhere on the autism scale. Yeah. Just his mannerisms, the way he talks. He's so awkward, yeah. He stands with his belly out. Now please yeah, rise for our national and the way, I mean, just the way he walked out there was even strange. Yeah. Hey, y'all, this is Tucker from the Atheist in the Trailer Park podcast. And I might live in a beer can, but I ain't no inbred redneck. And if you listen to my podcast, I'm going to learn you something. And no, I ain't talking about how to marry your cousin and not have kids with 
16 fingers and stuff like that. I mean, I actually talk about real stuff. Teach people where the Bible stole its stories from. So y'all give me a listen, would you? Thank you. All right, so we're back after the little commercial break there after they introduced the candidates. And they're going to get right to it, hopefully. Welcome back to the University of Houston and the Republican presidential debate. The candidates, they are now in place. Their positions were selected based on their standing in the delegate race through Nevada. I'm koala bear in a giant glasses. I want to tell you how tonight's debate will work. As moderator, I will guide the discussion asking questions and follow-ups. As will stop. You'll have a second time. And 15 you know what? It was both times when they showed the moderators, like somebody yes. wanted a little freeze frame there on the we moderators. We have timing lights that are visible it, it to the looked candidates. Like I saw, Those lights uh, will warn you when your time is old, up. And as the candidates requested, a bell will sound. Trying to think of his like, name right now. Who used to always run for president? That all the kids used to love. That all the kids used to love. He never made it. Theodore Roosevelt. Nader. No, not Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. What reminded you of what? I'll point him out next time we see him. Okay. I'll, I'll just point at the screen. <laughs> okay. No one at home knows what's going on right now. No. It's all right. No, 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 no. I don't know. We know you all want to jump <laughs> no, 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 in no, 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 these critically important issues, but please wait until you're called on. These are the uh, rules. Okay. All of the candidates. Why don't have you talk to, to the candidates? Time yeah. for the candidates to introduce themselves. Well, and when, right now. And when you're saying You'll stuff like that, you should talk seconds. to the audience, not the camera. Dr. Carson, yeah. you're first. Weirdo. It just looks if weird. If someone had tried to describe today's America to you 30 years ago, you would have listened in disbelief. Americans know that our nation is heading off the abyss of destruction. Secondary <laughs> what? to heading off the abyss of destruction, irresponsibility, yeah. and you've seen the movie, haven't lead. you? The abyss. Marco, Donald, Ted, John. We will not solve any of these problems by trying to destroy each other. Okay, you're out. What we need to do <laughs> is be looking for solutions tonight. It's not about us, it's about the American people. It's an interesting tie. <laughs> Governor Kasich. Well, you Somebody know, needs a cough here, mute. Uh, even getting ready earlier and sitting in the green room and watching the early coverage. You know, my father carried mail on this uh, path. His again, father was a coal miner. We know what and your my fathers mother's did. My father was an immigrant, could barely speak English. And I'm standing on this stage. It's pretty remarkable. <laughs> it really is remarkable that you're on that stage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can do whatever you want to do in your life. But you won't America be is an amazing country where a kid like me can grow up to run for president of the United States and be on this stage tonight. So to all the young people that are out there, your hopes, your dreams, pursue them. Shoot for the stars. America's great, and you can do it. Thank <laughs> but we're going to crush them first. We're, we're having immigrant parents, and one generation later, we can betray all Senator of their Williams. values by becoming <laughs> Republicans. Election, we have to decide the America. identity of America in the 21st century. But as part of this primary, we have to find out our identity as a party and as a movement. 36 years ago, Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush began the Reagan Revolution. For a generation, yeah, they defined conservatism economy. as limited government and free enterprise and a strong national defense. But they also appealed to our hopes and our dreams. Now we have to decide if we are still that kind of party and still that kind of movement, or if we're simply going to become a party that preys on people's angers and fears. I Whoa, hope we that, that you've been doing that for a couple decades. That appeals yeah. to our hopes and our dreams and the belief that America will always be better in its future than it's been in its history. Then why do you want to take it back all the yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> you guys, please elect me because if you don't. Senator I'm going to have to tuck my ears into my Welcome shirt next time I'm up here. Here. 
Texas provided my family with hope. Here, my mom became the first in her family. A border to cross. Here, my dad fled Cuba and washed dishes, oh, making 50 cents an hour to pay his way through the University of Texas. Do you guys ever get the feeling that we're watching Baptist, Herbert the Pervert grow up here. right here in front of us? When I ran for Senate, I promised 27 million Texans I would fight for you every day and not for the Washington bosses. And I'll tell you, as I travel the state, Democrats tell me, I didn't vote for you, but you're doing what you said you would do. And as president, being a dick. I will do the same. <laughs> What the fuck? How is that going to help him? <laughs> People tell me they didn't vote for me, and they won't again. Yeah. Mr. Trump, $17. My whole theme is make America great again. We don't win anymore as a country. Uh, we don't win with trade. We don't win with the military. Charlie ISIS, Sheen. we can't even knock out ISIS. And we will, believe me, we will. We don't win in any capacity with health care. We have terrible health care. Obamacare is going to be repealed and replaced. We just don't win. You look at our borders, they're like Swiss cheese. Everybody pours in. We're going to make Except a great country again. Right We're going to start winning Smells again. Terrible. Yeah. We're going to win a lot. It's going to be a big We're difference. Win a lot. Believe me, it's going to be a big, big difference. Bunch of white people with gaps Dude, that, in between. He said absolutely nothing. No. Uh -oh. Thank you very much. It's now time to begin uh, questions. Voters uh, in the first four states have spoken. And Mr. Trump has emerged as the front runner, but in five days, the candidates will face their biggest Still test yet, Super Tuesday, when nearly half of the delegates needed to win the Republican nomination will be awarded, and the biggest prize of the night is Texas. Immigration is a key issue in this state for all voters nationwide, including the many people watching us tonight on Telemundo. So that's where we begin. Mr. Telemundo. Trump, you've called for a deportation force to remove the 11 million undocumented immigrants from the United States. You've also promised to let what you call the good ones come back <laughs> the, the, good good ones. Ones, the good ones after they've been deported. Uh. Senator Cruz would not allow them to come back in. He says that's the biggest difference between the two of you. He calls your plan amnesty, is it? Oh. First of all, he was in charge of amnesty. He was the leader, and you can ask Marco because they've been debating this every debate that we've had. <laughs> as far as coming back in, Number one, you wouldn't even be talking and you wouldn't have asked that as the first question if it weren't for me when my opening, when I talked about illegal immigration, it wouldn't even be a big subject. But we either have a country or we don't have a country. We have at least 11 million people in this country that came in illegally. They will go out. They will come back. Some will come back the best through a process. They have to come back legally. They have to come back through a process, and it may not be a very quick process, but I think that's very fair and very fun. So in the meantime, so let's send them back to a country people. where they're going to be homeless. The best uh, of them will come back. It would be great if he could finish a line of thought. Yes. Why don't you just let him stay here through Senator a process? Senator Cruz, what's wrong with yeah, why spend all of Mr. Trump our money sending him back, back and bring, yeah, come yeah. back to dumb. the United States? You know, the people that get forgotten in this debate over immigration are the hardworking men and women of this country, are, are millions of Americans who are losing their jobs, millions of legal immigrants who are losing their jobs or seeing their wages driven down. You know, the past couple of weeks, the Wall Street Journal had a very interesting article about the state of Arizona. Arizona put in very tough laws on illegal immigration, and the result was illegal immigrants fled the state. And what's happened there, it was a very interesting article. Some of the business owners complained that the wages they had to pay workers went up. And from their perspective, that was a bad thing. But what, well, yeah, what the state of Arizona wage. has seen yeah. is the dollars they're spending on welfare 
on prisons, on education, all of those have dropped by hundreds of millions of dollars. Bullshit. And the Americans, and for that matter, the legal yeah, that's immigrants a fucking who are in Arizona, yeah. are seeing unemployment drop, are seeing wages rise. That's who we need to be fighting for. Listen, we have always welcomed legal immigrants, but I think it is a mistake to forgive those who break the law to allow them to become U.S. citizens. And that's why I've led the fight against granting citizenship to those here illegally, and that's why I will do the same hey, thing. didn't your president. hero Reagan allow Mr. them Trump, you want to, to stay? To yeah. Well, I'm very glad and to advocate for bringing more in and allowing more in. The toughest man on borders is Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and two days Fuck ago, Arpaio. Fuck Arpaio. So, thank you. Senator Rubio. Yeah. Senator Rubio. Well, for Senator Cruz, Senator Cruz has called your immigration plan amnesty and has an ad out there comparing it to President Obama's. He says, both of you support allowing undocumented immigrants legal status here in the United States after a background check, paying a fine, and paying taxes. Are those claims correct? Well, first of all, before we do anything, and I've been abundantly clear on this, when I'm president of the United States, before we do anything on immigration, we are going to secure the border. And that's not just the physical border with Mexico. It's visa overstays. That's 45% of the problem right there. It also has to do, that's why we need E-Verify, an entry-exit tracking system, and so forth. And until that happens, we're not doing anything else. And then we'll see what the American people are willing to support. And Donald mentioned, because he mentioned me in his answer, that his position on immigration is what's driven this debate. Well, the truth is, though, that a lot of these positions that he's now taking are new to him. In 2011, he talked about need for a pathway to citizenship. In 2012, Donald criticized Mitt Romney, saying that Mitt lost his election because of self-deportation. And so even today, we saw a report in one of the newspapers that, Donald, you've hired a significant number of people from other countries to take jobs that Americans could have filled. My mom and dad, my mom was a maid at a hotel, and instead of hiring an American like her, you have brought in over a 1,000 people from all over the world to fill those jobs instead. Look at so Trump's I think this face. is an important issue. And I think we all realize that recently that's an important issue for the country that's been debated for 30 years, but finally needs to be solved once and for all. Mr. Trump? Well, first of all, self-deportation is people are going to leave as soon as they see others going out. If you look at Dwight Eisenhower in what? the 1950s, yeah, they started moving people out and the rest of them left. Self-deportation, as I really define it, and that's the way <laughs> I define it, is you're going to get some to go and the rest are going to go out. As far uh, as the people nope. that I've hired I'll in various parts of Florida during the absolute prime season, yeah. like Palm Beach and other locations, you could not get help. It's the up season. People didn't want to have part-time jobs. They were part-time jobs, very seasonal, 90-day jobs, 120-day jobs, and you couldn't get. Everybody agrees with me on that. They were part-time jobs. You needed them, or we just might as well close the doors because you couldn't get help in those hot, hot sections of Florida. Hot, hot sections of Florida. The point that I made was that you had criticized Mitt Romney for self-deportation. You said that his strategy of self-deportation is why he lost the election. And I think people in Florida would be surprised because, in fact, the article that was today, they interviewed a number of people that would have been willing to do those jobs if you had been willing to hire them to do <laughs> the it. The article that was today. Yeah. Mitt Romney for losing the election. He should have won that election. He had a failed president. He ran a terrible campaign. He was a terrible candidate. That's what I crit criticized Mitt Romney. Well, I you, mean, no, he, he ran, excuse me, he ran one <laughs> terrible campaign. That's an election that should have been won. Well, in, in fact, he... I agree we should have won, and I wish we would have. But in fact, you did criticize him for saying, for using the term self-deportation. I mean, that, that's on the record, and people can look it up right now online. But again, I just want to reiterate, I think it's really important, this point. I, I think it's fine. It's an important point that you raise, and we discuss on immigration. This is a big issue for Texas, a huge issue for the country. 
But I also think that if you're going to claim that you're the only one that lifted this into the campaign, that you acknowledge that, for example, you're the only person on the stage that's ever been fined for hiring people to work on your projects illegally. You hired don't, people. No, no, I'm the only one on the stage that's hired people. You haven't hired. <laughs> 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 that was a pretty good dig. Yeah. By the way, I've hired tens of thousands of people over my job. You've yeah, hired, you've hired a thousand people you've from, had another nothing company, but problems from another with your country. Credit cards, etc. Let me say. Don't, let, don't let tell me, me about it. <laughs> Let's rise for a little bit. This recommendation of the report. Are you, as a candidate, getting it? I didn't hear the first part of the question. The question I, I missed part of the question. <laughs> Hold on, you gotta go back. Gotta, I gotta back that up. He always misses like, the question because he's fucking falling asleep on the stage. It's time to. I, I'm surprised problems. he didn't ask you to speak Dr. English. This recommendation of the report. Are you, as a candidate, getting it? I didn't hear the first part of the question. The first part of the question is, there was a report that recommended that in order to approach Hispanics and bring them to vote for the Republican Party, certain things needed to happen. And one of them was that they shouldn't feel that they were going to get kicked out of the United States. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay attention to one more sentence from candidates. Okay. Well, first of all, let me just mention just that prison uh, sentence. last year right, at yeah. Nalio, right. the National Holy. Association for <laughs> Latino Elected <laughs> Officials, I was the only one of 17 <laughs> Republican candidates to go there. And the reason that I don't fear Why going did you to go there? You're not an Latino. organization like that is because the message that I give is the same message to every group. You know, this is America. And we need to have policies <laughs> I just that, realized are, his goatee. that give liberty and justice to all <laughs> What people. is he doing? And that's the way that I have fashioned virtually I every... I think he died at just like a little round thing on his face. It's not even all the way, the way down to the bottom Party of his chin. generally yeah. thinks. We don't very pick strange. and choose winners and losers. We are compassionate. That's like in the middle of his chin. Yeah. is providing people it's with a, a ladder of opportunity to Sorry, hopefully, hopefully nobody cares about what he's actually saying. <laughs> become part of the I really of don't. No. He's when not we saying anything. To emphasize that, it's I not going to matter next matter. week. Yeah. No. He's done. I'm not even sure he answered anything. Mr. Trump, <laughs> uh, it is common knowledge that the Hispanic vote is very important in this race. You keep saying that Hispanics love you. True. Bullshit. <laughs> yes. It's true that he says that. Hispanic it's bullshit that they Nevada. do. True. But <laughs> a brand new Telemundo uh, poll oh. says that three out of four Hispanics that vote nationwide have a negative opinion of 75 you. 75% negative view Wouldn't of Wouldn't that make you an un electable no. candidate in a general election? No, because everybody knows those are just dirty Hispanics who can't vote anyway. Telemundo says. You used to say one. that. You love. Oh. He's Number kicked two. Telemundo reporters out of his, oh, yeah. out of his events. I've employed thousands of Hispanics, and over the years I've employed tens of thousands well, of Hispanics. Well, Telemundo They're fired him. People. They know, and the reason I won in Nevada, not only won the big one, but I also won subs, like, as an example... I won with women. I won with every single category. I won with men. I won Not with, with every single category. Income. I yeah. won with Hispanics. And I got 46%. Nobody else was close. Because they know I'm going to bring jobs back from China, from Japan, from so many other places. From, from other minority They're groups. incredible people. They're incredible <laughs> workers. They get it. And I've won many Oh, they're hard workers. Yeah, sure. I didn't maybe win oh, the man. Telemundo poll. Why doesn't he but start with his I'm own do, companies I'm overseas? Be getting, bring them a back. a lot of people in who are Democrats, who are who are independents, and you're seeing that with the polls. Because in, if you look at any, anywhere, look at any of the elections, every single election, 
It's been record setting. And the good news is for the Republican Party, the Democrats are getting very poor numbers in terms of bringing them in. We're getting record setting numbers. I think I have something to do with that. We're getting record setting numbers. And I won everyone. <laughs> the three of them that I won, I won with record setting numbers. New people are coming into the Republican Party. How many times he said record setting numbers in this a little new bit. Republican Party. A lot of new people are coming in. It also should be noted that a lot of people are going over there. Democrats voting on the Republican side so they get a shitty candidate. That yeah. You loved Telemundo in the past. But uh, it is not just a Telemundo poll. We <laughs> I, have the I tape. love them. I love them. <laughs> That's why I kick them out of my events. Right, yeah. Well, it's not the only poll. <laughs> they're fine. Uh, you know what? They're night, fine. Let me, let me, let me finish, they're please. Fine. Just last night, the Washington Post showed that 80% of Hispanic voters in their polls have a negative view of you. And concerning the Nevada victory, Allow me to explain that the poll in Nevada was based like on a tiny sample, statistically of 100 Republicans on the state of Nevada. Why did I they am take making the poll? Reference, Why did they waste time? I am time? making reference to <laughs> Hispanics voters nationwide in a general election. I'm just telling you, I'm doing very well with Hispanics. And by the way, I settled my suit, as you know, with Univision. It was settled. We're good friends now. It was all settled up. Very happy. We're good Very friends happy. now. Yeah. Very good people. They paid me billions, so I'm fired. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I will do really well with Hispanics. See, Rubio's I will do better than anybody Rubio's just fucking stage. smirking. I yeah. have respect for the people on the stage, but I will do very well with Hispanics. But I'm telling you also, I'm bringing people, Democrats over, and I'm bringing the independents over, and we're building a much bigger, much stronger Republican Party. Mr. Trump, thank you. I want to turn our attention. We're getting more and more white people out to vote for the American people. The United States Supreme Court. We're filling the vacancy left by the late Justice Antonin Scalia. Has become a major campaign (laughs) issue. I want to bring a Salem Radio Network host, Hugh Hewitt. Hugh, thank you. To me, it's the most important issue. I'll start with you, Senator Cruz. We We trust Mr. Trump to nominate conservative justices. Well, Hugh, I agree with you that it, Justice Scalia's passing underscores the enormous gravity of this election. Uh, Justice Scalia was someone I knew personally for 20 years. He hated me, too. to be at his funeral <laughs> this weekend. And with his passing, the court is now hanging in the balance. We are one liberal justice away from a five-justice radical leftist oh my God. that would undermine our religious liberty, that would undermine the right to life, and that would fundamentally erase the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. So under fucking I keep muting myself. God damn it. Undermining our religious liberty. Are you fucking kidding me? And when you had a five conservative judges on the thing and they consistently voted. They consistently. They They consistently. That's a proper use of the C word. (laughs) I don't know. We can we can ask Dave Morris about that. He's an expert (laughs) at limey bastard. But all the things that he he says is taking away the religious liberties. They they voted for with five fucking conservatives on the board. Yeah, I just taking away religious liberties. I, I is, fucking uh, that's the re- uh, most ridiculous goddamn. Well, argument. and you know, I've got to throw in my two cents here too about the right to keep and bear arms and that uh, specific narrow interpretation of the Second Amendment that he holds so dear in Heller because of fucking Scalia. Yeah. Arg. <laughs> now, I think the voters of Texas, the voters across Super Tuesday, are assessing everyone standing on this this stage. Of course, they in are the past, jackass. Republican presidents that's the point, always dumbass. promise. 
to nominate strict constitutionalists. So I'm certain if you took a survey, everyone would say they would. Wait, 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 wait. But the wait, reality wait, wait, is wait. Democrat. Strict constitutionalists in what sense? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Republican, like. Republicans tend to ignore a, a, a large section of the Constitution. Yeah. You, you know, well, just they, like the they, Bible. they can't even get through the full Second Amendment without ignoring half of that. <laughs> so well, what the well, fuck are you talking about? They don't even get through the first. Well, and they're, well, they're, they're talking, yeah, yeah. I think he's referring to the, the strict interpretation of the, of the Constitution as a not living document, which is what Scalia was, uh, an originalist, I believe is what oh, they're called. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so that n- no amendment, no reinterpretation, no nothing. It's perfect as it is, just like the Bible. Yeah. Because the founding word fathers word, were somehow, perfect. you know, able to tell exactly how the future would turn yeah. out for everything. They knew that the internet was going to be a fucking thing. And they right. didn't design it as a living document. Right. Yeah. And, and 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 certainly Jefferson and Washington must have been thinking about massive corporations as people not yeah. ha- not of course not having to to provide health care for women yeah that that would have been something on their minds of course yeah and all of that bullshit tampons. yeah yeah that's yeah he's talking about all of that bullshit where where you don't make any changes to the constitution well, at all in stone. and you should try to think of you know if i were the person who had any say in, in writing the constitution how would i interpret it you know, just just based on what they knew at the time, and that's it. God, we shouldn't that's fucking work. we shouldn't fucking change it for anything. You know, to modernize it or or apply any modern thinking to it right, at all. Right, right. We should try to view every all of our all of the things that are going on now. Let's try to view it as somebody who lived, you know, two hundred and fifty years ago, three hundred years ago. It it would be it would be very very difficult to come up with some sort of a. a uh, mental exercise more worthless than that. Yeah. It would be real hard because how in the fucking world are you going to put yourself in the place of somebody who well, lived in the late 1700s if, and if, try if to imagine did. that world and say, okay, now if I was these guys, what would, and, but, but in the case of somebody like Cruz or Scalia, they're already fucking it up because they imagine, oh, well, these guys were Christians in the exact same way that I am. And in <laughs> fact, Cruz and Scalia are not even Christians in the same way. No, not at all. So so they've already made the mistake. And now trying to go, uh, fuck it, let's, let's play this <laughs> fucking guy. I hate this fucking guy. If you, hey, anybody who's listening, Ow. if you have the chance of seeing Ted Cruz live, punch him in the fucking face for me. <laughs> Tell him Matt sent you. <laughs> That would undermine the right to life and that would fundamentally erase the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms from the Constitution. I only wish. Now, I think the voters of Texas, the voters across Super Tuesday are assessing everyone standing on this this stage. In the past, Republican presidents always promise to nominate strict constitutionalists. So I'm certain if you took a survey, everyone would say they would do that. But the reality is Democrats bat about a thousand. Just about everyone they put on the court votes exactly as they want. Republicans have batted worse oh, than brother. 500. More than half of the people we put on the court have been a disaster. Including the Who 12. Who the fuck are you talking about? The 12 of the last the 16 the they've put on there? I can tell you for voters that care about life or marriage or religious liberty of the Second Amendment, they're asking the question, who do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt? Who do you know will nominate principled constitutionalists to the court? I give you my word every justice I nominate will vigorously defend the Bill of Rights for my children and for yours. This is the same fucking guy and party who complain about activist judges all the fucking time. Yep. Yep. And he's talking about wanting to put somebody in there who would be an activist judge. Yeah. And he and this is the exact same party who right fucking now 
are being obstructionists and not allowing the president to have the authority to do exactly what, what he's saying he will do. According to his says. powers in outlined in the Constitution. Yeah, yes. in the Constitution. Again, ignoring <laughs> the parts. Uh, but- just like the Bible, they cherry pick this fucking guy. Yeah, huh? they, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, their their whole life is 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 encompassed by cherry picking books and documents. That's what it is. Mister Mister Trump, Senator Cruz mentioned the issue that keeps me up at night, which is religious liberty. Oh God, churches, Catholic and Christian colleges, Catholic adoption agencies, all sorts of religious institutions fear. That Hobby Lobby, if it's repealed, it was a 5-4 decision. Which it should be. Just real quick here, has, <sighs> has Hugh Hewitt suffered a stroke recently? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, he's barely moving his mouth at all, and his left eye is all droopy. Yeah. he's He looks not well. I no, don't he doesn't. know what has happened to him. But he also sounds very not well yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, there's, there's something wrong with Hugh the, Hewitt. The Hobby Lobby decision should absolutely be repealed, and it has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with religious freedom. No. Yeah. You, you still have, is not you still have your fucking freedom to go believe whatever stupid bullshit you want. Even at your late age in life, you haven't figured it out. You're still f- f- free and welcome to do that, but you can't make everybody else do it as, uh, you know, yeah, as you can't you force want. everybody else to live up to your religious ideals. Yeah. yeah. That's and bullshit. It's, it's, it's insane that this All is still a problem in this country. institutions fear that Hobby Lobby, if it's repealed, it was a 5-4 decision, yep. they're going to have to bend their knee and provide morning after pills. They oh, fear... God. That if Bob Jones is expanded, they will They're lose not their providing tax it. exemption. It's provided through their health. They will should lose their tax exemption. That religious liberty will be an absolute litmus test. You're not talking about. Point, not just. Motherfucker, no, it, you're not talking is... about religious liberty. You're talking about religious privilege. Yes, exactly And there's a fucking right. difference. Exactly right. He's conflated. God he's damn con- it. He's conflated. He has no idea what he's talking about. This is the problem. This is why I fucking hate Hugh Hewitt. I know this well, kind of bullshit. There's, there's, a, but there's a deeper underlying problem here too, right? And that, the, and 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 it goes, it goes across uh, theists versus atheists, Republican versus liberal. I mean, this this conservative versus liberal. This the the problem is that across the board, in any measurable standard, atheists and liberals, especially a, a liberal atheists, score better on on education, critical thinking, humanism. All these different factors. And the Bible. And religious. Yeah. And understanding, <laughs> and yeah. understanding religion across the board. And, and because of those things, you typically find atheists and liberals who are more willing to say, okay, well, I understand your point of view. Let's try to work out a compromise where on the other side, they're like, absolutely not a hundred percent brick wall. No, never take what they can get an inches a mile, everything like that. And so. Constantly, atheists and liberals are ceding ground to say, okay, well, let's compromise, not understanding that the other side has absolutely no intention of doing so whatsoever and can't even comprehend that that's what's happening. Well, and we see that here in Utah and and across other states yeah, that are now it's putting constant. I mean, you you see them putting, you know, extending their religious privilege where they're putting in God we trust on all of the mm-hmm. police vehicles lately, well, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, and it goes beyond that. It goes to crosses. Yeah, they, which they've is what started, we said was going to happen yeah, all along. Yeah, they've started putting in God we trust on all of their vehicles, and then they were like, oh, we got away with that. Let's start fucking putting crosses on all right. of our and, vehicles. And now when they too. started putting the in God we trust, all the atheists were saying, no, 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 no. 
that's going to lead to other stuff. Oh, slippery slope argument. Yeah, you guys never know what you're talking about. And then fucking three months later, boom, crosses. Yeah, fuck you, atheists. Well, and I was well, going to okay. make the there argument you that, you know, I, I am really fucking tired of all of the accommodist, accommodationist atheists who complain about shit like that. Like, if I as an atheist hmm. see In God We Trust on a police yeah. vehicle and I say, that's a fucking problem, I'm fucking tired yeah, of the live, atheists live who say, Why, what's, what's the matter with it? It's our national motto. You're just making a big deal out of this. Just fucking, you need to let it go. I mean, I hear this, yep. I hear this all the time about shit like that, about it being on our, on our money, in the uh, about yep. having to display it in the public schools here yep. in Utah yep. as part of our, as part of our laws. I hear it about the, the crosses case where yep. here in Utah we yep. had with the cops, uh, the Utah Highway sure, Patrol yes. had crosses yep. on the side of the road. Yeah. And, and I heard from atheists all the time who were really upset that Richard Andrews and Brian Barnard here locally were suing the state because of these crosses. Mm-hmm. And I heard from atheists from all over the place who were upset that we were doing that. Well, why can't you just let them do it? It's, it's what they want and blah, blah, blah. Because if you do that, if you allow them a little bit, then they fucking take, yeah. if, if you allow them, if you allow them an inch, they take a fucking mile. Yep, yep. So I don't want to hear any more fucking bullshit about this. Well, we just need to let live and let live because we've been telling you for years now that if you do that, if you allow them religious privilege in any way, shape or form, they will fucking stretch that to the max and then keep fucking pushing it. Yeah. It has no business at all in any of our government. Yeah. And we need to we need to fight them at every turn, because the fact is that the, the way they interpret the Constitution is this means I can do everything and anything I want, according to my interpretation of my book on the from what I learned from my pastor on my street corner. And you can't talk, talk, talk me down. You can't stop me. You can't nothing. And yeah, that, well, and they're they going to go that far with it. They they, you they know. use this shield of, well, it's my religious freedom. Yeah. It's not your religious freedom to do whatever the fuck you want and harm other people in the process. Religious freedom applies to you and you only. Yep. You have the freedom to worship by yourself as long as you do not affect anybody else. And nobody's nobody's looking to take that away from you. Right. You keep confusing religious privilege with religious freedom. They're not the same fucking thing. Right. Yeah, yep. Until you and- get arrested at your church or told you can't go to church. <laughs> Then yeah. you have not lost your Nobody's, freedom. N- yeah. I have yet to hear an atheist say that I want to stop Christians from the, you know, from having the ability to go to church. Right. Right. But, but as long as they turn that shield into a club, I'm going to meet them there every time. But we do hear Christians or, or purported Christians like fucking Donald Trump saying that he doesn't want Muslims to be able to enter the country. Yeah. And I've Dude, seen, we've I've seen heard recent it from polls. Ted Cruz. Yeah. I've seen recent polls that from people don't belong here. who, who, you know, when asked the, the Republican party as a whole, you know, when they, when they call and do polls asking these voters, well, should we just outlaw being Muslim altogether? There was a majority of Republican voters who said, yes, yep. Yeah. We should stop people from that fucking religious freedom. Yeah. Yep. I know. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones that don't want it. Uh, apparently, and, they and, forget the mistakes you made in 1942. Yeah, Cr- Cruz and George H.W. Bush, who are both in this building tonight, have both said they don't think atheists should be citizens of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, fuck all, fuck everything about that, man. I get so fucking mad about that shit. Yeah. I had somebody recently ask me, you know, they, they posted a picture of... uh of a vehicle here in Utah, a, a police vehicle here in Utah, and I said, in God we trust on it, and said, what can we do about this? And I said, unfortunately, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. Because now it is state law yep. that it has to be displayed in schools. It's on our money. 
They, it's the national motto. I said, this, this is what you need to take away from this is that when, when anybody stands up and says, wait, that's a, that's an in, inappropriate mixing of religion and government. Stop. As an atheist, you should not stand up and say, well, just let them do what they want. It's fine. It's no big deal. They're just going to put it on their vehicles. What's that going to do? What's, yeah. well, how's that going to hurt anybody? Yep. And the, and the problem is you're going to stop being an accommodationist. Yeah. You're still going to have those Disney atheists out there who are listening to this and saying, well, yeah, even that doesn't matter. I don't care if they have a cross on their car. So what? <sighs> so, you know, I mean, it's just going to keep going because, you know, you know, what? fuck, you know, what? fuck all you. Everyone who thinks that right now, go fucking be a Christian and fuck off. We got a thing. <laughs> we got a thing we got to take care of. Once we clear this up, you can come in and sweep up the debris and take credit for it. That's fine. We're going to do all the work right now, but fuck off and get out of our way. We just need to bring, bring back the original national motto of E Pluribus Unum. Yep. Yeah. Yep, the one that the one that the founding fathers, who were definitely not entirely Christian, came up with. Yeah, the, and the which, one that the Republicans say that we have, should we should look to them for all of this guidance. Yeah, right. And knowledge and wisdom. Right, but ex, but apparently their history books don't go past 1957. <laughs> In which he or of, of of many one. Yeah, of out of out many, of many, out of many one. one. Yeah. But but don't but it's way uh, more fitting. Unless you read David Barton, then it goes past 1957. Yeah, fuck that and, guy and Moses. <laughs> all right, rant over. <laughs> Fuck you, Hewitt. All courts. Yes, I would. And I've been there. And I've been there very strongly. I do have to say something, and this is uh, interesting, and it's not anybody's fault. It's not Ted's fault. Justice <laughs> Roberts was strongly recommended and pushed by Ted. Justice Roberts gave us Obamacare. Might as well be called Roberts Care. Oh, Two Christ. times <laughs> of the Supreme Court, Justice Roberts approved something that he should have never raised his hand to approve. And we ended up with Obamacare. That is a rough thing, and I know Ted feels badly about it, and I think he probably still respects the judge, but that judge has been a disaster in terms of everything we stand for, because there is no <laughs> everything way, you stand no for. way that he should I don't have even know what he's talking about. In terms right of now. everything we stand for and not wanting to provide basic health care to people, yeah. because fuck them, right? Yeah. And allowing yeah, them, them homosexuals to get for, married. Because there is no way, no way that he should have approved Obamacare. Now, with that being said, these are the things that happen. But Ted very, very strongly pushed Judge Roberts, and Justice Roberts gave us something that we don't want. Ted Cruz, Senator, the you Chief Justice want. got Hobby Lobby. Right? Yes, so it was all on Judge Roberts. Criticism. He delivered well, the whole thing. It was only his vote. Bush, good. who appointed John Roberts. Yes, it's true. I supported the Republican nominee once he was made. But I would not have nominated John Roberts. I would have nominated my former boss, Mike Ludig, who is the strongest proven conservative on the Court of Appeals. And I'll tell you, Hugh, you know, it's interesting now that Donald promises that he will appoint justices who, who will defend religious liberty. But this is a man who for 40 religious years privilege. has given yeah. money to Jimmy Carter, to Joe Biden, to Hillary Clinton, to Chuck Schumer, to Harry Reid. Nobody who supports far left liberal Democrats who are fighting for judicial activists can possibly care about having principled constitutionalists on the court. And what Donald has told us is he will go to Washington and cut a deal. So Mr. that Trump, means on Supreme Court, he's going to look to cut a deal rather than fight for someone who won't cut Donald a deal on the Constitution. And trying to stretch his neck out of his shirt. Let me just say this. Look, I watched Ted, and I respected it, but it gets nowhere. Stand on the <laughs> no, you really don't, for yeah. a day or two days. And talk and talk and talk. 
I watched the other senators laughing and smiling. And when Ted was totally exhausted, he left the Senate floor and they went back to work. Okay. We have to have somebody. <laughs> it's wonderful to stand up for two days and do that. Now, Ted's been very critical. I have a sister who's Mr. a Chris, brilliant, excuse me, she's a brilliant judge. He's been criticizing, he's been criticizing my sister for signing a certain bill. You know who else signed that bill? Justice Samuel Alito, a very conservative member of the Supreme Court, with my sister, signed that bill. So uh, I think that maybe we should get a little bit of an apology from Ted. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that's been the government. I will not apologize for a minute for defending the Constitution. I will not apologize for defending the Constitution. (laughs) For defending a part of the Constitution in the way I interpret it. To you and to the American people is on religious liberty. You can't have one of these crazy zealots that actually believe in it, you got to be willing to cut what? a deal. And, you know, there is a reason why when Harry Reid was asked zealots. of all the people on this stage, who does he want the most? Who does he like the most? Harry Reid said Donald, Re- Donald Trump. Why? Because Donald has supported him in the past and he knows he can cut a deal with him. You know what, Donald? I don't want a Supreme Court justice that you cut a deal with Harry Reid to undermine religious liberty because that same justice will also erase the Second Amendment. Harry Reid is religious. Are you talking about you, crazy zealot? Give me a That's going to hurt him. That's going to hurt him, though. Even the ability of people to stay away from same-sex marriages, not provide flowers, not provide baked goods, etc. Are you satisfied with this exchange on religious liberty? Well, I think you ask if a very important question. If you run a shop in a public sector, the issue you have here, to provide the, the next public. president of the United States yeah. has to I want to back that up a little bit to get all of his question here. Yeah, he's going, he's, he's, he's going deep Give back to, yeah. to shit You've heard that's... this exchange on religious liberty. Yeah. You have said that religious liberty will trump even the ability of people to stay away from same-sex marriages, not provide flowers, not provide baked goods, etc. Are you satisfied with this exchange on religious liberty? Well, I think you ask a very important question because the issue here about the next president of the United States has to fill this vacancy. Justice Scalia, no, in this the history of the Republic, there has never been anyone better than him. It's an, it's an important question because we need to know if you're going to be a fucking bigoted asshole or if you're going to stand up for equal rights for everybody. Yeah, I think we know That's the That's the, the whole point here. That is, that is the, it is an important question, but not because of, of how Marco Rubio views it that we want to make sure that we allow people to be bigoted fucking assholes. Yeah. It's an important question because I want to know if you are in fact a bigoted asshole yeah. and would support allowing everybody else to keep or being. to continue being a, a bigoted asshole. Yeah. That the Constitution is not a living and breathing document. It is supposed to be applied as originally meant. And the uh, next president bullshit. has okay. to be someone that you can trust and believe in to a point. That's fucking horseshit. That's yeah. the whole reason we allow amendments to the Constitution. Yep. What kind of fucking dumbass are you? Yeah, these these are these these are guys who seem to have no understanding in in any of political history whatsoever. They trumpet the Constitution as being this great and wonderful thing, and they don't fucking know how it works. No, just or how it's even interpreted. There may be at least two other vacancies. So you ask Mr. Trump to respond and say that he would, and he says that he would. But the bottom line is, if you look at his record over the last 25 or 30 years, on issue after issue, he has not been on our side. Now, if he's changed, we're always looking for converts into the conservative movement. But the bottom line is that you don't have a record there to look at and say, I feel at peace that when Donald Trump is president of the United States, he's going to be firmly on our side on these issues. In fact, very recently, he was still defending Planned Parenthood. He says he's not going to take sides in the Palestinians versus Israel. (laughs) These are concerning things. And so, yes, I have a doubt about whether Donald Trump, if he becomes president, (laughs) 
We'll replace Justice Scalia with someone just like Justice Scalia. Uh, Mr. Trump. Gross. Well, let, let and keep say, us in the Middle Ages. First of all, I had great respect for Justice Scalia. I thought he was terrific. And if you talk about evolving, Ronald Reagan was a somewhat liberal Democrat. Ronald Reagan evolved into a somewhat strong conservative. More importantly, he was a great president. A great president. No, he wasn't. As far as Planned Parenthood is concerned, I'm pro-life. I'm totally against abortion having to do with Planned Parenthood. But millions and millions of women... Cervical cancer, breast cancer are helped by planned there you parenthood. Go. So you yes. can say whatever you want, but they have millions of women going through planned parenthood that are helped greatly. And yeah. I wouldn't fund it. I would defund it because of the abortion factor, which they say Fuck is three percent. I don't know what he percentage know it what is. They say about. it's three percent, but I would defund it because they I'm already pro-life. can't use but any federal funding for of abortions. Women are helped by planned parenthood. Governor Kasich. Yep. Back to religious liberty. You've been a little bit less emphatic. You've said same-sex couple approaches a cupcake maker. Sell them a cupcake. Can we trust you as much on religious liberty as the rest of you? <laughs> are it's you, not religious. God oh, damn you. Fuck not. you, Hugh Look, Hewitt. I, I not only that, but he's trying to egg people into being extreme fundamentalists. God damn it. John, K- John Kasich ah, is a theist. Is- There's not a doubt about it. He's a theist and he's and and he's an ex, and he's an extremely religious guy. Hugh Hewitt's trying to trying to bait him into to into overt bigotry. Ultra fundamentalist bigotry. Yeah. Yep. Of course. I mean, and if look, I I was involved in just being a pioneer in a new church. Religious institutions should be able to practice the religion that they bigots. believe in. No question and no doubt about it. Yeah, of course. Now in regard to same-sex marriage, I don't favor it. I've always favored traditional marriage. Uh, but you look, the court has ruled, and I've moved on. There you go. And what I've said, you, is that, look, you know, where does it end? If you're, if you're in the business of selling things, if you're not going to sell to somebody you don't agree with, okay, today I'm not going to sell to somebody who's, uh, who's gay, and tomorrow maybe I won't sell to somebody who's divorced. I mean, if you're in the right. business of commerce, conduct commerce. That's my view. And if you yeah. don't agree with their lifestyle, say a prayer for them when they leave and hope they change there their behavior. There you go. But Perfect. when it comes to the religious institutions, they are inviolate in my mind. And I would fight for those religious institutions. And I, look, I've appointed over 100 judges as governor. I even appointed a judge to the Ohio Supreme Court. And you know what they are? They're conservatives. Go check it out. They are conservatives. They don't make the law. They interpret the law. That's all they do. And they stick by the Constitution. So I will do that. But let's just not get so narrow here as to gotcha this or that. Dr. I think Carson, my position me, is clear. Best answer yet. Yeah, by that far. was really good. That, I, could, I could agree with almost every single thing he said right the there. Positions yeah. you've I mean, clear they're not my positions the entirely. The but first freedom. Yes. Well, first yeah, of all, I, I, I think that was a very good answer. Are the positions you've heard clear about the First Amendment and the first freedom? Well, first of all, let me just uh, add my praise to Justice Scalia. I first met him when we got an honorary uh, degree together a long time ago. Tremendous wit honorary. and uh, intellect. Have you been, have as you far been working as on brains honorarily? I think so. One of the basic tenets of this nation. And I believe that the Constitution protects all of our rights, uh, and it gives people who believe in same-sex marriage... Uh, the same rights as everybody else. What? But what we have to remember is 
even though everybody has the same rights, nobody gets extra rights. So nobody oh, gets to perfect. redefine things for everybody else oh, and then have you. them huh. uh, have to conform to so, it. So like That's religions. Unfair. Oh, and, and this is oh, the, the responsibility me. of Congress to come back and correct what the Supreme Court has done. That's why we have divided government. And we're going to have to encourage them to act in an appropriate way or we will lose our religious freedom. I'm so fucking and glad this is the last time this guy's going to be on the debate stage. I would look at what a person's life has been. What have they done in the past? What kind of judgments have they made? What kind of associations do they have? That will tell you a lot more than an interview will tell you. The fruit salad of their life is what I will look at. What? Thank you, Dr. Carson. Which is kind of funny that he's talking about All of gays you want and fruit salad. So let's yeah. talk about your plans. I do got a good quote here from Thomas replace. Jefferson, though. Oh, yeah, what's that? says, laws and institutions must go hand in hand with the progress of the human mind. As that becomes more developed and more enlightened, as new discoveries are made and new truths discovered and manners and opinions change with the change of circumstances, institutions must advance also and keep pace with the new times. We might as well require a man to wear still the coat he that fitted him when he was a boy as civilized societies to remain ever under the regime of their barbarous ancestors. Nice. That's a great quote. Yeah. So that there basically says... One of the framers of the Constitution... Thomas Jefferson said... Thinks that these guys are all full of shit. Things need a change with the times. Yeah. Excellent. Good looking up, my brother. <laughs> Bash. Senator Rubio, you said yesterday right here in Houston that Mr. Trump thinks part of Obamacare is pretty good. So... He says he is going to repeal Obamacare. Are you saying that the you're worried he mandate. won't? He said he likes the individual mandate portion of it, which I don't believe him. That, that should be part of it. That should not remain there. I think here's what we need to replace it with. We need to repeal Obamacare completely and replace it with a system that puts Americans in charge of their health care money again. If your employer wants to buy yeah, health that's insurance worked so for you, well. they can continue yeah, to do so it was so great any in the company past. in America they want to buy it from. Otherwise, your employers can provide you health care money, tax-free, not treated as yeah. income, and you can use that money only for health care, but you oh, can use only it to fund health care so you want. Fully fund yeah. a health savings account. The combination of a health savings account or a private plan from any company in any state in the country. And if you don't have that, then you get a, then you will have a refundable tax credit that provides you health care money to buy your own health care. Why coverage. not just have a single that, pair of fucking shoes? Yeah, why go through all that rigmarole? Which, by the way, isn't just bad for health care. It's bad for our economy. It is a health care law that <laughs> is basically is good? forcing companies to lay people off, cut people's hours, move people. No, it's to not forcing them to. No, that's they are doing. They want to save a fucking dollar to do that. President, and we will replace it with something substantially better for all Americans. And when you when you. And when you get that refund back, is the government going to pay you $75 for a gauze strip like they charge us yeah. on a Republican system? And, no. And is the government going to force these people to use that refund to purchase health care? No. <laughs> Fuck that. They're not going to do that. No. And people who can't afford basic fucking things in their life anyway aren't going to then get this refund and decide, you know what I should do is get health care with this. Yeah. No. Let's see. Should I get health care or should I get food? Worry about paying my rent. Right. Having a car that fucking runs to get yeah. me to my job. Right. That pays minimum minimum fucking wage. Which the Republicans won't raise to a living wage. Yeah. Senator Rubio just said that you just have that baby. <laughs> After that, we don't give a fuck. That 100 percent, except pre-existing condition, I would absolutely get rid of Obamacare. We're going to have something much better. 
But pre-existing what? conditions, when I'm referring to that, and I was referring to that very strongly on the show with Anderson Cooper, I want to keep pre-existing condition. I think we need it. I think it's a modern age, and I think we have to have it. Oh, that's so okay, modern so let's of talk you. about pre-existing conditions. What the insurance companies say is that the only way that they can cover people is to have a mandate requiring everybody purchase health insurance. Are they wrong? I think they're wrong 100%. What we need, look, the insurance How companies is that wrong? take care of the politicians. The insurance companies get what they want. We should have gotten rid of the lines around each state so we can have real competition. We thought that was gone. We thought those lines were going to be gone. And something happened at the last moment where Obamacare got approved and all of that was thrown out the window. Because the you fought to have it changed. The people in the audience are yeah. insurance people and insurance lobbyists and special interests. They got, I'm not going to point to these gentlemen, of course they're part of the problem, other than Ben, in all fairness. And actually oh. the governor, too. Let's just talk about these two, okay? Because <laughs> I, I don't think the governor had too much to do with this. But we should have gotten rid of the borders. We should have gotten rid of the lines around the state so there's great competition. The insurance companies are making a fortune. On- I think Donald Trump just said that he is not for states' rights. Pretty much. But I also think the way that, you know, Obamacare was written would have worked. Instead, it was like you have a car manufacturer and they're like, no, wait, take out the engine. No brakes. Um, those doors got to go. The rest is fine. Work with it. You can keep the seatbelts, too, if you, you really keep, want. If you really need them, you can have those. But everyone must have one of these with no engine, no doors or brakes. Don't worry. It'll work just fine. The thing they do. I'm self-funding my campaign. I'm the only one in either party you're a self-funding my campaign. Yeah. I'm going to do what's right. We have to get rid of the lines around the states so that there's serious, serious competition. But Mr. And Trump- you're going to see, excuse me, then you're going to see pre-existing conditions and everything else be part of it. But the price will be down, and the insurance companies can pay. Right now, um, they're making a That was the original fortune. plan? But just to be specific the states here, fought to have it not be part of the plan? What you're saying is yeah. getting the rid of the side. barriers between states, that is going to solve the problem? That's uh, going to solve a lot of the problem. And the insurance companies are going to say that. They want to keep it. They want to say, they say whatever they have to say to keep it the way it is. I know the insurance companies. They're friends of mine. The top guys, they're oh, friends man. of mine. I shouldn't tell you guys. You'll say it's terrible. I have a conflict of interest. They're friends of mine. There's some right in the audience. One of them was just waving to me. He was laughing and smiling. He's not laughing so much anymore. Hi. <laughs> the, insurance companies, the insurance companies are making an absolute fortune. Yes, they will keep pre-existing conditions, and that would be a great thing. Get rid of Obamacare. We'll come up with new plans, but we should keep pre-existing conditions. And I was mentioned in this yeah, response. I, I, I so looked I up about the insurance uh, companies. Blue you may Cross not be aware of this, Donald, because you don't follow. You looked up what? Blue Cross. Yeah. Their CEOs make in excess of 102 million a year. That, that's combined. The top, all their combined CEOs yeah. combined. That's just one healthcare company making over 102 million a year paid to their CEOs. Who, do, who get to decide what care these people yes. are receiving? That's, that's, that's horseshit. one company. So if that's you had a, such horseshit. If you had a single payer system, that's $102 million that go towards healthcare. That kills me. And I was mentioned in his response, so if I may, about the insurance companies. You may not be aware of this, Donald, because you don't follow this stuff very closely, but here's what happened. When they passed Obamacare, they put a bailout fund in Obamacare. All these lobbyists to keep talking about, they put a bailout fund in the law that would allow public money to be used, taxpayer money, to bail out companies when they lost money. And we led the effort and wiped out that bailout fund. The insurance companies are not in favor of me. They hate that. They're suing now to get that bailout money put back in. Here's what you didn't hear in that answer. And this is important, guys. This is an important thing. What is your plan? I understand the lines around the state, whatever that means. This is not a game where you draw maps around. <laughs> what is your plan? <laughs> what is your plan on health care? You the don't have a problem. Plan. 
The biggest what problem is he doesn't I'll give know. One the biggest problem he's plan. got is he What's doesn't know. You know, I watched him melt down two weeks ago with Chris Christie. I got to tell you, the biggest problem he's got is he really doesn't know about the lines. The biggest thing we've got, and the reason we have no competition, is because we have lines around the state, that, and you have you have that, essentially. I know, we already mentioned that as part of my plan. Yeah, I know yeah. what that is. I, but what else is part of your plan? Much. So your only thing is to get rid of the lines around the states. What else is part of your health care plan? The lines around the states. That's your only plan. It was almost done. No, no. You know what that does? That brings in. Excuse me. Excuse me. That brings in competition. When you get rid of the lines, it brings in competition. So instead of having one insurance company taking care of New York or Texas, you'll have many. They'll compete, and it'll be a beautiful thing. Right. And So that's the only part of the plan? Just the lines, the in- interstate well, well, competition? No, the, the nice part about the plan, you'll have many different plans. You'll have competition. You'll have so many different plans. But now he's I repeating think- himself. No, I'm Trump. not repeating. No, no, no. <laughs> And he said it twice. I don't repeat myself. I don't repeat myself. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking. He's he's America's Boris Johnson. (laughs) There you go, Dave. It was a meltdown. Meltdown on the stage like I've never seen anybody. I thought he came out of the swimming pool. I said, I see him repeat himself every night. It says five things. Everyone's dumb. He's going to make America great again. We're going to win, win, win. He's winning in the polls. It's all true. It's all true. Oh, that was amazing. Senator Rubio, one more time to respond. If you just let Mr. Trump respond to what you just posed to him. If you if you could talk a little bit more about your plan, I know you talked about no, no, uh, we're going to have many different plans because there's going to be competition. Said it again. There's going to be competition. Many specific plans. There's going to be competition among all of the states and the insurance companies. They're going to have many, many different plans. Is there anything else you would like to add to that? No, there's nothing to add. What's to add? Thank, thank you both. Right. Governor Kasich, uh, you've said uh, it is, quote, un-American to, d- to deny someone health insurance if they have a pre-existing condition. Would you leave the individual mandate in place requiring all Americans to purchase insurance? No, I wouldn't. And uh, But that that's, doesn't matter when it comes to the issue of pre-existing conditions. You don't want any American to lose their house, everything they've saved because they get sick. Now, but, I think it, it is more it complicated than what we've heard here tonight. We're actually running significant health reform in my state. I would repeal Obamacare for a variety of reasons. I would take some of the federal resources, combine it with the freed up (laughs) Medicaid program, which I would send back to the states and cover the people who are currently the working poor because we don't want to have tens of millions of Americans losing their health insurance. And then we're driving towards total transparency. If any of you here ever get a hospital bill, it's easy to, easier to interpret the Dead Sea Scrolls than to understand your hospital bill. <laughs> the fact is That's what true. we need is transparency with hospitals and with the providers. And I'll with tell you everything. what we will do. We are actually going to make payments to physicians and to hospitals who actually deliver health care 
with great quality at low prices. We're actually going to make the market work. Governor, let me just go back to the original question about the individual mandate. In 1994, when you were in Congress, you proposed a plan requiring an individual mandate. So what changed? Well, Dan, the Heritage Foundation had this position as well. And when I look at it, I don't think it's tenable. And we don't need to do that. Again, I'm telling you that we are going to, we have a proposal, a plan that we're enacting now that says if you are a hospital or a doctor and you're providing very high quality at lower prices below the midpoint, some charge high, some charge low. If you are below the midpoint, we are going to give you a financial reward for allowing you to provide services that result in high quality for our people at lower prices. That is the way in which we are going to damp down the rising costs of health care. Because if you think about your own deductibles today, they're going higher and It's not going to make a fucking and difference. And you know what? At some point, people can't afford it. Our plan the will work. Company it will uses the market. The fuck it they uses want. transparency. It gets the patient in the middle. And guess what? We're actually doing it in my state, the seventh largest state in the country. And if this will go, in, this will go national... We will get our hands on health care where you will know what's going on. We will pay for quality, lower prices, and we will begin to see health care become affordable in America and where people will also be able to have health insurance even if they have a pre-existing condition. We don't want to throw millions of people out into the cold and not have the health insurance, Dana. So that's really what we're doing. This is not a theory. This is what we are actually doing in our state. We will begin payments next year based on episodes that we have in our lives. If our primary care physicians keep us healthy for a year with really high quality, guess what? They will get a financial reward. Our primary care physicians need help. They need support. We're losing them. This will allow them to get a reward for doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Carson. Dr. Carson. Dr. Carson, you have dealt with the sickest Dr. Carson, somebody needs to wake you up. You support covering pre-existing conditions. How would you change Obamacare but maintain that coverage? What'd you say? Well, first of all, I missed uh, the first part of that question. <laughs> is not a right, but I do. Yes, believe it is. Responsibility yeah. for responsible. What a fucking society. asshole! In this country, it is that. a right. We spend almost twice as much per capita on health care as uh, many other nations. Or should be a who right. Have actually much better access than we do. I propose a system in which we use health empowerment accounts, which are like a health savings account with no bureaucrats. But we we just change the name. We need health empowerment accounts. He has the same dollars with (laughs) health empowerment accounts, which are like a health savings account with no bureaucrats. And we give it to everybody from birth until death. They can pass it on when they die. We pay for it what? with the same dollars that we pay for traditional health care with. We give people oh, the ability to, use to shift money within their health empowerment <laughs> account within their family. So if dad's $500 short, mom Pass it on when you die. Cousin or uncle. Yeah. What kind and, of health uh, insurance is that? Every, it's like a savings uh, account when you die. Yeah, that's fucking savings. With no middleman. You're supposed you to not die. Flexibility. Yeah. And also... You know, if Uncle Joe is smoking like a chimney, everybody's going to hide his cigarettes because they're all interested in what's going on there. Uh, what? Also, what? They want the, that health care money uh, after he dies. It's going to cost a what lot less money. Anal- what analogy was that? Because the only thing coming out of that is catastrophic health care. So, what? Uh, catastrophic like health care. policy. <laughs> With a if Uncle Joe is smoking cigarettes, policy where you want they're going to hide them because they want to know what's going on there. One costs ten thousand dollars. I want that health care plan. Yes, <laughs> that will take care of seventy-five percent of the people. He's I want to know what Uncle Joe's smoking. 
Medicaid, what's Medicaid budget? Almost $500 billion. Almost 80 million people participate, which is way too many, and that'll get a lot better when we fix the economy, which I hope we get a chance to talk about. He's yeah, if we elect another Democrat. $5,000 for each man, woman, You've and been child. dinged twice and, now. Uh, all of, they will have a lot more flexibility. What could you buy with that? A concierge practice. A what? And you could still have thousands of dollars left over. And let me just finish. A concierge talk practice? And, uh, you know, let's... That's because you're irrelevant at you this point. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Over to, it, to buy your catastrophic insurance. And you're not but making most sense. Importantly, you got to learn how to cut your goat Just first. like we do on Medicare Part C. Uh, and they have the choices that will allow them not only to have catastrophic health care, but ding, drug ding, ding. Uh, care and everything else. Drug it will be care. such a good program that nobody will want Obamacare after that. And that's probably the best way to do it, although if anybody still did, I would still defend it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, wow. Dr. Johnson. What an asshole. Let's talk about the economy. Let, Wolf, let's talk Wolf, about the economy. Wolf, does everyone get to address Obama, Obamacare? But Obama bear, but get them <laughs> I want to move on, but there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to address. We, we, it, you're, it's you're, kind you're of an issue. issue I have a long history with. I know you do. Because it. I've been saying I, I want to defund it. For I know like, you do, and everybody you. thinks how you're an you, asshole. How do you get that extra time, Cruz? You're very good at you know this is another issue on which donald and i have sharp <laughs> disagreements uh, on planned parenthood he thinks planned parenthood is wonderful i would instruct the department of justice to investigate them and prosecute they have been no investigated you on obamacare both donald and i say He's we want to end it such but for a pandering shit i want to end it because it goes too far it's killed millions of jobs and it's hurting people's health care Donald wants to end the it because he says it doesn't go nearly far jobs. enough. And no. what was amazing in that exchange that was missing is for decades, Donald has been advocating socialized medicine. What he said is the government should pay for everyone's health care. And in fact, a couple of debates ago, he said, if you don't support socialized health care, you're heartless. Now, liberal Democrats have been saying that for years. Now, let me tell you. If because it's true. Owner, yeah. Donald Trump's socialized medicine, putting the government in charge of your health care, would kill more jobs than Obamacare. And if you're elderly, the results of socialized medicine in every country on earth where it's been implemented has been rationing, has been the government saying, no, you don't get that hip replacement, you don't get that knee replacement. That's what we have now. Healthcare, I'll tell you this, as president, I will repeal every word. Thank you. Ted, shut the fuck up. You don't know fucking dick about shit, dude. I do not want socialized medicine just so you understand he goes around saying oh he wants it i do not want socialized medicine i do agree yeah, he's with a fucking liar it's going to be a disaster obamacare for the economy in 2017 How dare he give you credit impossible for us <laughs> yeah. to pay for it if you look at what's going on that's why it has to be repealed for a lot of reasons number one it doesn't work number two premiums you look at premiums going up 25 35 even 45 percent no and they're more. not that's we bullshit rid of obamacare it is going to destroy our economy completely. Our economy is not doing well. It is it's going doing to destroy well. our economy greatly. And on that, I agree. By Donald what measure is he false. saying that our economy is not doing well? Everyone's health care. That's false. You've never That's said false. that. No, I never. I said it worked in a couple of countries, but, but, but you've, I never you've said never it. stood on this debate stage and says it works no, great I in Canada and Scotland, and we no, should do I it did here. Not. Did you no, say did if you want people to die on the streets, if you don't support socialized health care, you have Correct. no heart? I will did you not say let you're a liberal die on, on the streets if I'm president. Have if you people, said good. you're a liberal on health care? Excuse me. Let me talk. Talk away. Explain your plan, please. My plan is very simple. I will not. We're going to have private. We are going to have private health care, but I will not allow people. To die on the sidewalks and the streets of our country if I'm president. You may let it, and you may be fine so with how? it. How? How? If it's only privatized care, how will you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. 
We are going to take those people, and those people are going to be serviced by doctors and hospitals. And we're going to make great deals on it. <laughs> and they'll be paid how? They'll be paid how, you fucking turd. That's what Ted's asking, yeah. Gentlemen, please, I want to move on. I want to talk about the economy. This is a clusterfuck. I'm waiting for the buckets of mud to be put on stage. Did you hear what Rubio just said? No. That was amazingly telling. No. That was amazingly telling. He spoke from the heart there. Just, yeah, rewind it and listen to what he said about Trump. A little further, yeah. Kills on it, but we're not going to let him die in the streets. Who right. pays for well, it? Who's going to clarify something? Senator, gentlemen, well, gentlemen, no, please. I want to clarify something. Gentlemen, this please. I want to move on. Debate, right? I want to talk because about that the economy. Because that attack about letting people die well, in the streets is so the government doesn't support it. Gentlemen, gentlemen, all of you have agreed. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the fact that. The fact that they're talking about not letting people die in the streets if the government doesn't support That's what the Democrats that's talk about. the Democrats. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. This is a clusterfuck. I mean, the, the, the moderators can't control these guys for shit. Oh, and no. They're just – they're running roughshod over everything. Oh, they're children. But the, the, the thing is Trump has absolutely no plan. He has no idea what he's talking about. But – I think he's actually speaking truly and he 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 appears at least superficially to have more humanist characteristics than Ted Cruz by quite a long way. I mean Ted Cruz knows and, by, and from Rubio apparently and because, from Rubio. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean Ted Are Ted, we talking about you know, letting people die in the street versus not letting people die yeah, in the street? And, because and, that's what the Democrats talk about. Yeah, and Cruz is saying basically the same thing, and Trump is saying that's not going to happen when I'm president. And they're like, oh, you're such a fucking baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, of course, he doesn't have a plan, but at least he's saying, I won't let people die in the streets. And they're like, no, fuck them. Well, and if it, <laughs> well, and if it's all privatized, like I said, who's going yeah, to pay can. for these people? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to get people in. We're going to let them see doctors. Who's going to fucking pay for that then yeah. if it's not socialized? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If it's all privatized, who's going to pay for it? Exactly. Are you going to force the corporations and the, and the insurance companies? Companies to pay for it. I I don't think that's a very Republican ideal. No, or cut cut the military by ten percent. All of yeah. you have agreed, or tax the churches. All of you have agreed to the rules. Easy. I want to move on. We're talking about the economy right now, Mr. Trump. You want to cut taxes more than President Ronald Reagan did, more than President George, which w. was a disastrous did. idea. The Independent Tax yeah. Foundation says the cost to the country of your proposal would be about ten trillion dollars, and that takes into account. The economic growth. Oh, that's okay. That he can just file bankruptcy. Yep. And move to China. <laughs> China, China, China. Over 10 years, but make sure the country isn't saddled with even more debt. Because the country will become a dynamic economy. We will win again. again. Dynamic. If you look at what's going on, we have the highest taxes anywhere in the world. We pay more. No, we don't. Tax. We pay more personal tax. No. We have the highest taxes in the world. You're a it's fucking moron. That economy. is an it's absolute falsehood. And, and especially in his bracket. That yeah. we can't yeah. get in. That's bullshit. Yes. We will do my that is tax straight up bullshit. And it will be great. We'll, we will have a dynamic economy again. Dynamic. It'll be great. We'll win. You make Fuck you. You don't say tax anything. Tax. We're going to make no. many cuts in business. We're getting rid of, we're going to get rid of so many different things. Department of Education, Common Core uh, is out. We're going local. Have we're not going to go teach local. anybody anything. Yeah. Thus ensuring that we'll have more Republican voters. We're not going to hold them to a standard. All of this money, we're going to bring that back to the And more churches. And we're going to have other (laughs) many things. We are going to cut many of the agencies. We will balance our budget. 
and we will be dynamic again. Oh, you mean like Obama's been doing? <laughs> Mr. Trump, Mr. And Trump. Clinton did? If you eliminate completely the Department of Education, as you have proposed, that's about $68 billion. If you eliminate the Environmental Protection Agency, that's about $8 billion. Oh that's about God. $76 yeah, billion dollars for those two agencies. The current deficit this year is $544 billion. Where are you going to come up Waste, with the money? Waste, fraud, and abuse all over the place. Waste, fraud, and abuse. Tax the churches, you cut the military. You got it. It's easy. It's easy. Waste, fraud, and abuse happens because we have decided to allow contractors versus the the United yep. States government to control so many different aspects yeah. of how our government is ran. Yeah. It's it's the problem of Republican ideals put in place that allows waste, fraud, and abuse. Yep. You've got companies Look like Halliburton yeah. running roughshod and fucking charging whatever they want on no-bid contracts that are awarded by the vice president who used to work for the company. Who gave them a hundred-year contract. The company. This is all fucking bullshit. It's nonsense. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Or they do, yep. and they are trusting that their electorate are so fucking dumb that they'll just go, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, And, well, and really, that's that's kind of been borne out through, through the track record of everybody voting for these stupid shitheads. Yeah, when you cut the EPA and you cut education, what you get is Flint, Michigan, and you yeah. ins- install Republican policies. That's what you get. Yeah. You get poison tap water. I'm so fucking oh Dude, God, it's, damn it's it. not hard. It's not a hard problem. You cut the military and you tax the fucking churches, you will have a surplus, I guarantee it. So much money. Well it's not even cutting the military, it's stop going to fucking useless wars. We would well, have okay, so much money, too. we would be winning again. Yeah, stop stop the wars <laughs> and then you could cut you could cut the military in the US by fifty percent and still be by far the largest military in the world. I still want to keep my job though. <laughs> okay, fine. But I'm just saying those are two very those do it, are do the, it as a federal worker, which you already are. Well, I am a federal of, worker instead of a fucking private contractor. Yeah, but but, but I, what I, I'm I, saying is those are two elements that are massive sucks of federal funds or, or of financial funds in this country, trillions and trillions of dollars that are just totally untouchable it's, for it's, some reason in politics. But like you Dan, can't like, even talk about like it. Like Dan said, it's the contractors. A single contract firefighter in Iraq will make as much in one month as I did in one year. No, 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 no. That's not. No, even... that is big deal because it's a government. It's 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 military funding that's paying for that. Well, okay, then that goes into the part of the pie that I'm talking about. But that's what I'm saying. Not not cutting the military personnel, but cutting the contract. What, whatever that budget is, it's well, like fifty four percent of our total budget. Well, and yeah, that's crazy because we pay. Shitloads of pay fucking so much money to, the contract. to contractors. Okay, yeah. cut all of that then. Cut, yeah, that's cut what that. we're saying. Cut that, them. That's what I'm saying. And that's not cutting military. That's cutting the it's, outsourcing okay. of the military. Okay, fine. It's classified yeah, under- Yeah, return control to the government that is supposed to be running the fucking government. Yes, it's classified under military spending. Yeah, military what spending. I'm, what but- I'm saying is cut that shit. I mean, 54% of the entire, entire U.S. budget is military. Cut that. Oh, yeah. Cut it by half. Yeah. And then tax the churches will be- in such good shape, it would be unbelievable. It'd be really terrific. It'd be unbelievable. <laughs> we, we'd be winning. It'd be, it'd be amazing. Winning. We'd, we'd be, be winning again. You'd be, be winning you'd be, again. It'd be incredible. The money, fraud, and abuse all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Fraud and abuse. You look at what's happening with Social Security. You look at look yeah. at what's happening with every agency. Waste, fraud, and abuse. We will cut so much, your head will spin. Governor Kasich. <laughs> he's, he's an expert in hyperbole. When you were in Congress, you were chairman of the Budget <laughs> Committee. Don't forget, Dan, he wants to cut your job, too. The balanced yeah. budget the United States had. 
Can Mr. Trump's plan work? No. Well, I think it takes three things, uh, Wolf, well, and I've done it. I mean, I, we got the budget bang, balance. Bang, bang. We cut the so he wants to cut all these organizations. See, what about those jobs he's getting rid of? Again, yeah. You have to grow the economy and you have to restrain the spending. And when I was chairman, we cut that capital gains tax and we instituted a significant program to get to balance. We had a balanced budget four years in a row, had to take on every interest group in Washington, every single one of them. And uh, we paid down a half a trillion of the national debt. And why do you do it? Because you want job growth. If you don't have regulatory reform, common sense regulations, reasonable tax cuts, which I have, and a fiscal plan, you won't get there. You will never be able to do it. Now, I, I inherited an $8 billion hole in Ohio. I have common sense regulations. I have tax cuts, the biggest of any governor in the country. It's an expensive and hole. And we have a fiscal plan. Yeah, it's, a it's, not all, all, it's not always cutting. It's innovating. It's producing a better product at, frankly, a lower price. Now we have a $2 billion surplus. Our credit is strong. Our pensions are strong. And look, I've got a plan to take to Washington... And I will have it there in the first hundred days, and it will include shipping, you welfare, write it yet? education, transportation. I got to say, of the five people on stage tonight, to so we can I would vote for Casey in the states to be the laboratories of innovation. I've done it. I've did it in Washington. Four years of balanced budgets. No one can even believe it happened. Probably because he's not the only one bickering. We're growing. The jobs are up. Well, and, and people are having opportunity. And I will go back to Washington wacko. and yeah. do it again for the American people. I promise you that. Within the first hundred days, we will have. But the plan Republican Party is a party done. of crazy. Yeah. These days, for sure. Speaking of gone taxes, are the days of Lincoln. Say, and mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the governor, but they also struck oil. Okay, so that helped Ohio a lot. Hey, let me let me uh, let me just talk about that because I know that, that Donald believes the energy industry is important. So do I. But of the over four hundred thousand jobs that we've created in the state, we think maybe fifteen thousand are connected to this industry because it's early stage. See what we've done in Ohio and what a president needs to do is to have a cabinet and a whole God, operation that's job-friendly. We have he's, diversified he's our economy. So egocentric. We, we do have energy. We have medical devices. We have financial that's services. We have IT. Godwin. We just got Amazon. <laughs> They're uh, cloud computing in the Midwest. You know why it's happening? Because we're balanced budgets. We're strong. We're job-friendly. We don't raise their taxes. And if we have a president that does that in America, we will get the economic growth. And that is what this country needs. Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Period. Jobs, jobs, and jobs. Wait, is there, is there a fourth thing? Republican and presidential and Dr. Mitt Romney yes. called on you to release your back tax returns and said, and I'm quoting him now, there is good reason to believe there is a bombshell in them. Romney said either you're not as wealthy as you say you are, he said maybe you haven't paid the kind of taxes we would expect you to pay, or you haven't been giving the money to veterans or disabled people. Are any of those accusations that he has leveled true? I think that's very interesting coming from Romney, who yeah. took forever to release yeah. his taxes. And when he now did, he's like, everybody complained about me. Why aren't they complaining yeah. about Donald? Yeah, and when yeah, he yeah. did his release his taxes, I'm like, you motherfucker, I pay a higher tax rate than you do, yeah. you fucking oh, rich of asshole. <laughs> of, of course, course because do. all of those loopholes aren't available yeah. to you No, as a private citizen. Nope. Veterans are disabled. With not a whole lot of money. Are yeah. any of those accusations Comparatively, anyway. that he has leveled true? All right, first of all, let me just explain. I was the first one to file a financial disclosure form, almost 100 pages. You don't learn anything about somebody's wealth with a tax return. You yeah, you do, actually. Statements. I filed 
which shows that I'm worth over $10 billion. I built a great company with very little debt. People were shocked. The people in the back, the Because I filed bankruptcy four times. They went down. And I filed it on time. I didn't ask yeah, for how does he still get to have $10 billion and file bankruptcy which I would have been so entitled times. to? He's so not filing it personally. It's, it's the business. It, yeah. yeah. So what he kills the business and starts over. From, from a tax return. I will say this. It just seems fucked uh, up. Mitt Romney yeah. looked it is. like a fool when but he it's using delayed the which and he delayed and deny. delayed. And Harry Reid baited yeah. him so Republican beautifully. Systems. And Mitt Romney didn't file his return until September 21st of 2012, about a month and a half before the election. And it cost him big league. As far as big league. Big league. Big That's a new word. Except for many years, I've been audited big every league. 12 years or something like that. It sounds every like a friend. Year they audit, <laughs> Who's they my audit, friend audit, audit <laughs> Nobody gets audited. I have friends that are very wealthy people. They never get audited. I get audited every year. I will absolutely give my return, but I'm being audited now for two or three years, so I can't do it until the audit is finished, obviously. And I think people would understand that. Hugh, well, you could release uh, your returns Mr. now pri prior to the audit yeah. and then are see you, how it shakes out after we, that. Are you ask anybody else a question? You could do it now and then you know let everybody know what you actually did file and then yeah. see why you were audited and the changes between the two. And I think that would be very, very telling. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and now he's complaining that he's getting too many questions. Yeah. Why is everybody asking me stuff? Oh, and usually it's, oh, everybody loves to talk to me. They all want to ask me questions. Well, now it's like, oh, you're getting a little too touchy. I don't want you to ask me any more questions I, about I, my taxes. I bet you'll ask, have them ask him uh, about Ted Cruz and Goldman Sachs. That'll be fun. Mr. Trump. I, I know I'm good ago. for the ratings, but it's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> no, but, but, Mr. Trump. Jesus. A year ago, you told me on my radio show. The audio and the transcript are out there on YouTube that you would release your tax return. True. Are you going back on your No, I'm not. Commitment? First of all, very few people listen to your radio show. That's the Oh, he can smile. Check out the ratings. Look, let me just tell you something. That was a fuck you, you. you yeah, it was. That I want to release you. my tax return, <laughs> but I can't release it while I'm under an audit. We're yes, you can. We're under a routine audit. I've had it for years. I get audited. And obviously, if I'm being audited, I'm not going to release You're just return. fucking lying now. As soon as the yeah. audit is done, I love it. Okay, so Mr. I love uh, it. Senator Rubio, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney also <laughs> Romney. Mitt Romney. Released He's having a returns. fucking your stroke right now. Your campaign said last spring that you would release returns that you had not previously released, and you'd say come out any day momentarily. When are we going to see your return? Yes, tomorrow or Saturday, in fact, is our plan to release them, and there's nothing really that interesting in them, so I have no problem releasing them. And luckily, I'm not being audited. Tomorrow or Saturday, or let's, let's remember that. Uh, yeah. But, but, but I want to, but, but I'm, this is my time. I want to go back oh, to this question my time. you asked about the debt. This is an important issue. It's a huge issue. Okay. In less than five years, 83% of our entire budget will be made up of Social Security, I just Medicare, can't stop Medicaid, looking at those earlobes. And the interest on the debt. His that ears means only ginormous. of our budget. It's like he lifts weight with, like weights with them and stretches them. Or the Department them. of Education or Environmental Protection And his protection hairline issues. is weird, too. You cannot balance our budget unless you deal oh, with that Oh, he uses just for men. <laughs> which is why I've been repeatedly talking about, since my time running for the Senate in Florida, where there are a lot of people like my mother that depend on Social Security and Medicare, on the need to save those programs by reforming yes. the way they work for future generations. And I think if we, the longer we take to do this, the closer we are going to get to a debt crisis. And Wolf, you did not get an yep. answer to your question. This debt issue is we're, the next president of the United States will not be able to serve four to eight years without dealing with the national debt. It is not a question of if, it is a question of when we have a debt crisis. And we should not leave the stage here tonight 
without hearing a serious answer from every single one of us yeah. about how we're going to bring the yeah, national debt I under control. I totally agree. Yeah, I agree as Thank well. You, Senator Rubio, but yeah, I am. And, and, and Clinton and Obama would have had that handled if it wasn't for a W in the middle. And being fair to all of the candidates, Senator Cruz, Tuesday is five days away. Why haven't God, voters seen your 2012, 2013, and 2014? Is that the ugliest combo on TV so right I've now? So released Possibly. five years of tax returns <laughs> Hugh already. Hewitt and, have two more and years Ted, Ted Cruz. Tomorrow. Jesus. Uh, and I would note that this question really goes, you know, Donald says he's being audited. Well, I would think that would underscore the need to release those returns. If he has said something that was false and that an audit is going to find was fraudulent, the voters need to know. Yes. And listen. People yes. across this country, we recognize our country's in crisis. The most important question is how do we win the general election in November 2016? By not having and either you or Trump. percent of Republicans mm-hmm. think Donald is, is not the right candidate to go against Hillary Clinton. Now, part of the reason they, they he's in the last either. 10 polls difference. on Real Clear Politics, he's lost to Hillary on eight of them. In the last 10 polls on Real Clear Politics, I either tie or beat Hillary. And this is an example. You know, the mainstream media is laying off Donald now. They're going to pick apart his taxes. They're going to pick apart his business deals. And let's take, for example, one of Hillary's great vulnerabilities, the corruption at the Clinton Foundation. Mm. The fact that she had CEOs and foreign companies giving her money while she was Secretary of State. The next Republican nominee needs to be able to make that case against Hillary. And if Donald tried to do it, Hillary would turn to Donald and say, but gosh, Donald, you gave 100000 to the Clinton gosh, Foundation. Gosh, I even Donald. went to your wedding. He can't prosecute the case against Hillary, and we can't risk another four years of these failed Obama policies by nominating someone who loses to Hillary Clinton in November. Are we going to hear about Cruz maybe not being eligible to run now? You think they'll bring that At up? At the beginning, I said openly I wouldn't to everybody that I contribute Trump, for sure. to many, many politicians, maybe, both Republican and Democrat. And I have over the years. I'm a businessman. I have over the years. Uh, and I sort of have to laugh when Ted makes a big deal out of the fact that he's doing well in the polls. Well, I'm beating him in virtually every poll. I'm tied in Texas, by the way, which I shouldn't be, but I think I'll do <laughs> But... A poll just came out, a Bloomberg poll, where I am beating him so badly that it's, like, embarrassing even for me to say I'm beating him that badly. <laughs> it was sort of funny. 65% of the people don't like you. I just got 36% of the vote, right? I just got 46% on another one. I got 38% on another one. That means, and he got... 20 and 22, and he lost in South Carolina so badly. That was going to be his stronghold. He said a year ago, oh, I can't lose South Carolina. I beat him in a landslide. Last week in Nevada, I beat him in a landslide. And he's saying about the polls. What other thing? Hillary Clinton, take a look at USA Today, take a look at the Q poll. I beat her, and I beat her badly. And I will, and I haven't even started on her. I only had one little <laughs> interchange. I only had one little interchange, and that was four weeks ago when she said I was sexist. And believe me, they had a rough weekend that weekend between Bill and Hillary. They had a rough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I was about to say, Senator Cruz, thank respond. You. Thank, thank, thank you very much. You know, it's interesting. Donald went, went on, <laughs> on an extended tirade about the polls, but he didn't respond to any of the substance. He has yet to say he can release past year's tax returns. He can do it tomorrow. He doesn't want to do it. Because presumably there's something in there nothing. that is bad. If there's nothing, release nothing, them tomorrow. Nothing. They're already prepared. The you, only reason he's don't? not releasing them is because he's afraid oh, that he will afraid, get hit. No, you know, no. Marco made reference earlier to the litigation against Trump University. It's a fraud case. His lawyers oh. have scheduled the trial for July. 
Sure I want is. you to think about if this man is the nominee, having the Republican nominee on the stand in court, being cross-examined about whether he committed <laughs> now fraud. He's taking him to you don't court. think the mainstream media will go crazy on that? Oh, of course. And on substance, crazy how on will that? nominate and it'll a kill the Republican Party. Oh dear, did Hillary I do Clinton that? Was the best Secretary of State of modern times, who agreed with her on foreign nice. policy, who agrees with Bernie Sanders on health care, who agreed with Barack Obama on the Wall Street bailout. Right. If we've got to win this election and we <laughs> can't like, right. do it. With a candidate who agrees with Hillary Wolf Clinton and can't <laughs> take it to her and beat her on the debate stage and at the polls. Mr. Trump, uh, Mr. Hold on. Mr. Trump, first of all, Mr. He's Trump. talking about the polls. I'm beating him awfully badly in the polls. But you're not beating Hillary. So but you're not know. beating Hillary. Well, then if I can't, if hey. If I can't beat her, you're really going to get killed, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, because you're really getting beaten badly. I know you're embarrassed. I know you're embarrassed. But keep fighting. Keep swinging, man. Swing for the fences. Let me just tell you. He's such a fucking asshole. It's a civil case. No, oh, it's a civil case. It's a case where people want to try and get. It's he a case that is nonsense. It's something I could have settled many times. I could settle it right now for very little money. But I don't want to do it out of principle. The people that took the course all signed most, many, many, signed report cards saying it was fantastic, it was wonderful, all it was beautiful. All signed most, many, many. Believe many. me, I'll win that So case. all most or many. Civil case. No, number two. As far as the taxes are concerned, I'm being audited. No, it's a very routine audit. Mm -hmm. And it's very unfair. Because I've been audited for, I think, over 12 years. Every year. Because of the size of well, my company, yeah, that's which why is they, very, very large. When you make over I'm a million audited, a year, it's which like Which is a routine. very large yeah. company. I'm being audited 12 years in a row at least. Now, until that audit's done, and I don't think anybody would blame me. You've I'm been dinged twice. But as soon as you're being audited, what the years you're not being audited? Gentlemen, you audited oh my God, I'm loving which every minute of this debate so far. Gentlemen, you don't know we, have, we have rules. We're trying to obey these rules that all of you <laughs> agreed. We're going to take a quick break. We have a lot more, many more critically important issues to discuss. Just imagine them Our being in office. Our coverage of this 10th Republican presidential debate from the University of Houston continues in a moment. And it's, we will uh, continue in a moment as well. Hi, this is Trav Mamone of the By Any Means Podcast. Join me every week as I talk to activists, bloggers, and podcasters about the intersections between social justice and humanism. Go to www.byanymeans.com, that's by spelled B-I, to listen to the podcast and read my blog. Besides, aren't we all a little bi-curious? And we're Welcome back. back to the Republican presidential debate I'm here just going to sleep on this microphone Houston, right here. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I want to turn our attention right now to key issues involving foreign policy and national security. And Mr. Trump, I'll begin with you. You, you said this about the ongoing conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Did somebody just say shocking? I'm quoting you I now. Think I heard Let something me in the background. be sort of a neutral guy. I want to back that up for a second here. Yeah, it yes. might have been Trump. Gentlemen, I want to turn our attention right now to key issues involving foreign policy and national security. And Mr. Trump, I'll begin with you. You, you said yeah, this about the ongoing conflict between the Israelis <laughs> and the Palestinians. I'm quoting you now. Let me be sort of a neutral that guy. That might have been Cruz. I don't I want to say really whose fault it is. It Trump. I don't think it helps. Right. Here's the question. How do you remain neutral when the U.S. considers Israel to be America's closest ally in the Middle East? Well, first of all, I don't think they do under President Obama because I think he's treated Israel horribly. Oh, right? shit, I think he's treated Israel, Israel horribly. Horribly. 
I was the Grand Marshal down Fifth Israel. Avenue a number of years ago of the Israeli Day Parade. I have very close ties to Israel. Uh, I've received the Tree of Life Award and many of the greatest awards given by Israel. As president, <laughs> however, there is nothing that I would rather do to bring, bring peace to Israel and its neighbors generally. And I think it serves no purpose to say that you have a good guy and a bad guy. Now, I may not be successful in doing it. It's probably the toughest negotiation anywhere in the world of any kind, okay? But it doesn't help if I start saying, I am very pro-Israel, very pro, more than anybody on this stage. But it doesn't do any good to start about that. Uh, demeaning oh. the neighbors. Because I would love to do something with regard to negotiating peace, finally, for Israel and for their neighbors. And I can't do that as well as a negotiator. I cannot do that as well if I'm taking big, big sides. With that being said, yep. I am totally pro-Israel. Senator Cruz. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't take sides, but I'm totally pro-Israel. You well, just took a fucking side. This is another side. area yeah. on which Donald agrees with Hillary Clinton. Oh. And on which I disagree with them both strongly. Both so you Donald want to bomb Israel? Is he on the side of Palestine? Yeah, I Donald's guess. Word, between Israel and the Palestinians. Let me be clear. If I'm president, America will stand unapologetically with the nation of Israel. And the notion Isn't that what Trump just said? I'm pretty is sure, yeah. Upon the so when, when did this Christians and Jews form this strong Listen, alliance? I mean, read the fucking Bible. You, you guys are supposed to hate the fucking Jewy bastards. They did it. They did it when they figured <laughs> out that you know the the whole beginning of the end of the world will start in Israel. Yeah, but dude, because the they obviously don't care about any other country that has a conflict going on in it. Yeah. To use Donald's word, between Israel and the Palestinians, let me be clear. If I'm president, America will stand unapologetically with the nation of Israel. And the notion of neutrality is based upon the left buying into this moral relativism that is often pitched in the media. Listen, it is not equivalent. Moral relativism. Strapping dynamite around From the guy chest, who is a huge moral relativist. Innocent women yeah. and children. They are not equivalent to the IDF officers protecting Israel. And I will not pretend that they are. Just today, Iran announced what about they're the going to pay $7,000 being kidnapped in Africa to each suicide bomber. And I would note, child missing from Donald's answer was anything he has done in his nearly 70 years of living, defending Israel. I have over and over again led the fight to defend Israel, to fight for Israel. And this, if you want to know who will stand with Israel, we ought to start with who has stood with Israel when the heat was on. Mr. Trump. Mitt Romney. Yes. I can only say I've been a big contributor to Israel over the years. I've received many, many awards from Israel, as I've said before. I have a He's great winning with Israel. With He's Israel. winning with Israel. And I'm going to keep it that way. And if I could bring peace, that would be a fantastic thing. It would be one of my greatest achievements as Of course president. it would be a fantastic thing. thing. It would be anyone's greatest well, achievement. I mean, well, if I was in Congress for 18 years and on the, on the Defense Committee... And then, peace in the Middle know, East. We need peace in the, the world. Secretary of Defense called All me over. in to, to help out with some things, and uh, I've been I've been a supporter of Israel, strong supporter of Israel, longer than anybody on this stage. I, I didn't give as much money as Donald gave, but I've been standing <laughs> with the with the Israelis for a very long time. And frankly, I think the problem we have in foreign policy Why right does that now, make you good? Wolf, is that we are not certain with who we stand with. Our well, allies that's the are not sure what make of us, yeah. and our enemies if you have money, that makes you good. And one in, are moving well, I mean, because they, they're not sure what we will do. It's very interesting development here within the last 24 hours. We said to the South Koreans that we would give them the high altitude defense system. 
It really rattled the Chinese, and for the first time since we took positive action, the Chinese are beginning to take action against North Korea. When we stand firm and we let the world know who we're with, who we stand for, and we bring our allies together, that is we're the gonna, road forward. He looks like he's stroking off a horse. What was that? Senator Rubio, what's wrong with the U.S. being an honest broker in a negotiation as Mr. Trump because is the, proposing? Because, and I don't know if Donald realizes this, I'm sure it's not his intent perhaps, but the position you've taken is an anti-Israel position, and here's why. Because you cannot be an honest broker in a dispute between two sides in which one of the sides is constantly acting in bad faith. The Palestinian Israel. Authority has walked away from multiple efforts to make peace. Very generous offers from the Israelis. Instead, here's what the oh, Palestinians do. They teach their four-year-old children that killing Jews is a glorious thing. Here's what Hamas does. They launch rockets and terrorist attacks against Israel on an ongoing basis. The bottom line is a deal between Israel and the Palestinians, given the current makeup of the Palestinians, is not possible. And so the next president of the United States needs to be someone like me who will stand firmly on the side of Israel. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I'm not either side. I will be on his side. I will be on Israel side every single day because they are the only pro-American free enterprise democracy in the entire world. No, Middle they East. aren't. Mr. Trump. <laughs> no, they aren't. Saudi Arabia is like, fuck you, man. <laughs> They're not as pro-America as you think, buddy. I've done very well over the years through negotiation. It's very important that we do that. In all fairness, Marco is not a negotiator. I watched him melt down, and I'll tell you, it was one of the saddest things he I've ever seen. He was sweating like he he's came not out of the pool. going down. He thinks <laughs> a Palestinian is a real estate deal. And these people may even be tougher than Christians. He thinks a Palestinian is a real estate tougher. deal, Donald. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> A deal. They're not a real a estate deal. A deal is a deal. Let me tell you. A deal is a not a deal when you're ago. dealing with terrorists. Have you, you ever negotiated with terrorists? You are not a negotiator. You are not a negotiator. Well, you're not Rubio? supposed to negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I thought that was... You will never bring people... Isn't that what we're not supposed to do? Yeah. I want to be able... In the Palestinian areas, but he's not going to... This is not a real estate deal. Senator, he will never be able to do it. I think I may be able to do it, although I will say this. Probably the toughest deal of any kind. You already said that. that. You're repeating yourself, Donald. Let's move on and talk about North Korea. Yeah, you he, raised he, I don't repeat myself. He doesn't repeat yeah. himself. He <laughs> the doesn't threat repeat himself. posed by North Korea to the United States and its allies. The commander of American forces in South Korea said the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un would use a weapon of mass destruction if he thought his regime was being threatened. You have said the United States should start examining a strategy of re regime change in North Korea. Let's be clear. Are you going to do Are that? you talking about getting rid of Kim Jong Un? <laughs> when we when you talk about regime change, we'll, we'll, uh, oh, it means that Hans regime Jakes. change. That's what it means. And, you know, there's so much chaos. In we, North we've done Korea so right well now. with all there's those regime changes in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's worked so well. For we have a proven track record look, of success here's what there. I think we ought to do like immediately, and we've been kicking by the success, can down the road on up. this for I don't know 15 years. We should be intercepting yeah, the ships the goal that are leaving abject North failure. Korea so they're not selling <laughs> they're awesome. this, this material or this well, technology or giving it to someone else. Secondly, same goes with the aircraft. Thirdly, we need to slap even tougher sanctions on North Korea because we really don't have the toughest sanctions on North Korea. We ought to talk about arming South Korea with a ballistic missile technology. Yeah, their citizens and, and should start eating mud Japan instead of grass. Ballistic missile yeah. technology because we're now starting to yeah. take a firm position 
We have the attention of the Chinese. The Chinese are the best way to calm that regime war, down and get war, them in a war. position where they back I, off. I know it's crazy. But when it's, I say it's more on change, that side. I don't have to talk what if exactly just what that means. Yeah, that's every why it's nation. crazy. Yeah. De-arm every nation. You don't have to spell everything <laughs> No out, nation needs a standing military. Any means you can. Well, that is not my position. Well, take away all guns universally. like the pressure on the Chinese and what we're doing is beginning to work against them. They are the key to be being able to, uh, um, to settle this situation. I just want to be precise, Governor Kasich, because this is critically important. There are a million North Korean troops north of the Very DMZ. Very well aware of that. A million South Korean troops, 28,000 U.S. troops along the DMZ, right in between. Would you risk war for regime change? It, it, well, there again, would be a war. it would depend exactly what, yeah. it, you know, what was happening. What was, well, the what war has never officially ended, was. though, either. But if there was an opportunity to remove the leader of North Korea they and create stability, truce. because well, I'll tell been you, a you 60 keep kicking the can fire. down the yeah. road, we're going to face this sooner or later. But in the meantime, I'm also aware of the fact there's 10 million people living in Seoul. So you don't just run around making charges. I have put it on the table that I would love to see regime change in North Korea. Now, perhaps the Chinese can actually accomplish that with this man who is now currently the leader. Uh, but the fact is we Dear have to leader, bring everything to bear. We do not we speak his name. <laughs> and we've got to unite those people in that part of the world to stand firmly against uh, North Korea and make sure we have the ballistic mes- uh, ballistic missile technology to defend ourselves. He keeps smacking his microphone. One thing I'd like to yeah. add to what the governor is saying, I think that we are now in a position, we owe $19 trillion because of the horrible omnibus budget horrible. that was approved six weeks omnibus. ago. It's going to be $21 trillion. We can no longer defend all of these countries, Japan, Germany, South Korea. You order televisions, you order almost anything, you're getting it from these countries, whether it's a Mercedes-Benz or whether it's a... Yes, because most American people coming can afford a Mercedes-Benz. Yes. What's a normal a number, like a million? Saudi Arabia. We are defending Saudi Arabia. Before <laughs> the those glorious gold-wing goers. Yeah. They're making plenty. They were making $1 billion a day. We defend all of these countries for peanuts. You talk about budgets. <laughs> we have to start getting reimbursed. So you're saying we need to hire elephants and monkeys. For all He's talking about countries. cutting shit, but he thinks that it's peanuts, the amount of money that we spend defending all of these other countries. Let me just say this, because he mentioned... Uh, he mentioned this. Look, we're all in I agreement think that what the we Japanese get need to peanuts. do more. We're no. all in agreement that the Europeans need to do more. But I, I hate to just tell everybody we are the leader of the world, and we should put the pressure on are them we? to do their job. No, there is no question about it. But at the same time, we're we more the also have to rebuild the, the military. Yes. Look, I have a balanced budget plan that cuts taxes, reforms regulations, but also builds the military, puts $100 billion more in defense. We need to rebuild Why? our defenses. No, we don't but need I must that. also tell you, God. as a longtime reformer of the Pentagon, we must reform <laughs> that building. We can't have a weapon system take 22 well, and a half brand years. New Navy ships we have 800,000 bureaucrats yeah. working for DOD, <laughs> Performing bureaucratic functions when we are putting these resources in the strength of the military. Like a college so we can do it all. We can do it all. How would you deal with I love bureaucrats. Okay, well, first of all, favorite term. People say that oh, I whine person. a lot because I don't get time. I'm going to whine. You do whine a lot about taxes, yeah, yeah. and you're irrelevant at this point. Israel. Hugh, you said you're going to be fair to everybody. If you could fuck off over there, that would be great. I had something to say about that. Now, well, good for go you. Ahead, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> we have a system of taxation in this country <laughs> that is horribly wrong. You know, I never had an audit 
until I spoke at the national prayer breakfast. And then all of a sudden, they came in, they said, we just want to look at your real estate dealings. And then they didn't find anything. So they said, let's look at the whole year. And they didn't find anything. Wait, wait, so wait, said, wait, 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 wait. This he is trying, all because he went to the prayer breakfast. Is he trying to say that the IRS has something against people who are religious? Yes. I would have to say, um, well, let's look at how many churches are taxed for anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I think last time I looked at it, there's been four. Well, I, I, I think over like a whole like long period. Of he time. he may be sort of subtly hinting at that. I think he's actually trying to get at the point that Trump must be hiding something. I think that's his ultimate purpose. Because well, yeah, but he's going on to. Yeah, I think he's, he's talking about. Well, the only time I was audited was after I showed up at the prayer breakfast. Yeah, he did say that. I think his. I think his main point is that. Well. The reason why Trump is being audited so much is because there's around around shady. prayer breakfast was when taxes were starting to be done. So it's probably just coincidental. Yeah, I don't know. The next year, and they didn't find anything, and they won't find anything because I'm a very honest person. Yeah. But the fact, that the except when I'm not, yeah, and talk about stabbing people and, and beating people over the head. Yeah. Pretty much this entire book. Yeah. Maybe he thinks honest as means autistic. As far as Israel is concerned, <laughs> you know, when I was there several months ago, I talked to a lot of people. I couldn't find a single one who didn't think that we had turned our backs on Israel. You know, they are a strategic yeah, partner so for us. That's but a good time to break ties. But also recognize that so we have yeah. a Judeo-Christian foundation. Ugh. And the last thing we need to do is to reject Israel. doesn't mean that we Why? can't be fair to other people. We can always be fair to other people. Do you people, have any idea how they but, treat you know, the Palestinians? It's like when you have a child. You know, you want to be fair to all the children around. Let's just bulldoze everybody's special, home. Uh, yeah, that's what they're already doing to the Palestinians yeah. over there. Yeah. And now as far as they North no Korea weapons. is concerned, you know, Kim Jong-un is an unstable person. Uh, but he does oh, understand no. strength. He's probably stabler than him. I think we him. have to present he understands strength, strength to him. Yeah. <laughs> we should be encouraging the strength alliance with Japan uh, and, we, and South Korea. We should be encouraging the placement of the Thad. The, the terminal high altitude area defense, because huh? that seems to disturb not only oh God, the he's North going Koreans, into the, the he's Chinese going into as the well. Whole uh, EMP thing yeah. again. We also need to have a a, a much more robust naval presence uh, in that area, and I think we need to be developing a strategic defense initiative because this man is going to have long range missiles. He is going to have nuclear capabilities. We need to be able to defend ourselves. And lastly, we should make sure that he knows that if he ever shoots a missile at us, it'll be the last thing he ever does. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to continue national security. Go ahead. Thank you. Look like an old Thank Jewish woman waving a cigarette. Mr. Trump. Oh, God. Here's we the are less than 24 hours away from a ceasefire in Syria that has been brokered between the U.S. and Russia. Do you support this ceasefire? Do you guys remember during the first couple debates where Hugh Hewitt was just like beaming at oh, Donald yeah. Trump yeah. like, oh, you're so wonderful. Yeah. I love you so much. Please do Please, please speak to me and answer the question that I just asked you. Oh, Mr. Trump, you're so beautiful. That relationship is over. Oh, yeah. Now he's just like, Mr. Trump. Yeah. No, I mean. You've he, been he, a real dick to me and said that people <laughs> don't listen to my show. <laughs> and you didn't give me any money. <laughs> he, he looks like he looks like Dick Van Dyke after <laughs> reconstructive surgery from a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> It's because that one saggy eye, the upper lip that doesn't move. He really does look like he's had a stroke or something. Yeah, he's recently, got, he's though, got right? the weird. I mean, he's got the weird nose construction that looks like a burn victim. Yeah, a burn victim. Like he's not quite human. 
but there's but there's something. I mean, there's something definitely changed about him. He looks he looks saggy on the left side of how his old face. Is, how old is Hugh Hugh at sixties? I would guess so. Yeah, at least late fifties, early sixties. Sure, hmm. early to mid. They don't because it's not. I'll back that up just a second here. Mr. Trump, we are less than 24 hours away from a ceasefire in Syria that has been brokered between the U.S. and Russia. Do you support this ceasefire? I really don't because it's not working and the countries aren't agreeing to it. I'd prefer that they keep shooting at each other. Syria is not agreeing to it. It's a meaningless ceasefire. I love the idea of a ceasefire. I love the idea with a total cessation. But it's not working, as you know very well. It's not working. If we can do all we want with Russia... But nobody else is adhering to it. Situation is real serious. So I certainly support it. I would certainly love it. <laughs> stuck between Iraq and a hard place. <laughs> well, look, we're certainly hopeful that, that that the violence will cease. But but there's reason to be highly skeptical. Uh, Russia has enhanced its position because of Obama's weakness in oh, the Middle East, on. weakness in Syria. And, you know, as we're headed to November, uh, we need to nominate a Republican candidate that can lay out a clear difference with both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton on foreign policy. One of the real challenges with both Donald and Senator Rubio is that they have agreed over and over again with both Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. So, for example, in Libya, both of them agreed with the Obama-Clinton policy of toppling the government in Libya. That was a disaster. It gave the country over to radical Islamic terrorism. What about Bush's... What was your opinion on it? What about about Bush in Iraq? Yeah. John Kerry, Senator Rubio, voted to confirm John Kerry as Secretary of State. I voted against him, and Donald Trump supported John Kerry against George W. Bush in 2004, gave him a check, and John Kerry has been the most anti-Israel Secretary of State this country has ever seen. Finally! His his diplomacy has been a disaster, and if we nominate someone who agreed with John Kerry, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton on foreign policy, we're not in a strong position to win the general election. A response, Mr. Trump. I think their whole goal is war. They think they oh, think yeah. the world oh, yeah. is a risk. Again, map. I think I yeah. gave them both checks. To be exactly honest, I think they both like me very much. But the fact is that you called for Bush the to fact be is, Well, I think Bush did a hell of a bad job as far as that's concerned. You yes. know it, and so do but I. But you gave him be a honest. check and called be for him to be impeached. Be honest. No, this was before. Before the check came early. But let me just tell you, <laughs> Syria. He's saying that I was in favor of Syria. He said I was in favor of Libya. I was. I never discussed that subject. I was in favor of Libya. We would be so much better off if Gaddafi. We're in charge right now. If Ooh. these politicians Ooh. went to the beach and didn't do a thing, and we had Saddam Hussein, and if we had Gaddafi in charge, instead of having terrorism all over the place, would be at least they killed terrorists, all right? And I'm not saying they were good because they were bad. They were really bad. But we don't know what we're getting. You look at Libya right now. ISIS, as we speak, is taking over their oil. As we speak, it's a total in mess. Libya? We was about we got to take over the their oil. Yeah. Took a day yeah. off instead of going into war. Senator Rubio? Yeah, a couple points. Uh, number one, on the Libya situation, we didn't topple Gaddafi. The Libyan people toppled Gaddafi. Yeah, With exactly. our help. The only choice yeah. before America that this president had to make is, does it happen quickly or does it take a long time? And I argued if it takes a long time, you're going to have rebel forces emerge like these radical Islamists to take advantage of the vacuum. And that's what happened. That's where the term lead from behind came. And that's the foreign policy that apparently Senator Cruz appears to agree with. On John Kerry, yeah, you know why? Because every day John Kerry wasn't appointed was another day Hillary Clinton was still in charge of the state department. And she was absolutely <laughs> horrible. I couldn't imagine that they were going to find somebody even worse than her. This president never ceases to amaze. And the last point I would make uh, on South Korea. Now this is important. 
Because we're asking to be commander-in-chief. Donald is asking to be commander-in-chief. And he's saying these guys need to do more. They, South Korea contributes $800 million a year to that effort, and Japan contributes as well. And here's why our commitment to that regional security is so critical, Donald. Because if we, give, if we walk Donald. away from them, both Japan and South Korea will become nuclear weapons powers. They can do that very quickly. And the moderators are terrible about keeping them on task and, and, and in their time. We, we need military, tasers. But why we can't walk away <laughs> or just cut their Asian mic Pacific off yeah. when staff. the ding Mr. goes Trump, off, your I mic is done. I said walk away. I wouldn't want to walk away. I want them to pay us much more money. We cannot afford to subsidize a lot. I'll negotiate a lot more money than you'll ever get. But as they, far as John, as far as John Kerry is concerned, there has been no tougher critic of this man. I think he negotiated one of the worst deals in the history of our country, the Iran deal, where they get their $150 billion and all of the other things that take place. It is a disaster for this country. And speaking of Israel, it's a disaster for Israel. It's a I'm disaster sorry, because they can't make nuclear weapons now. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. You know, it's interesting. Donald just said that he never came out in favor of toppling Gaddafi in Libya. Well, he stated that in an interview that it will be on our website, tedcruz.org. You can see and hear the exact oh, words time from for Donald's butt plugs. mouth. And I assume when he sees that interview, maybe he forgot about it, that I assume Donald will apologize where he sees that he said exactly that. With regard to John Kerry, I will say John Kerry's foreign policy has been a disaster for decades. That's why I voted against him when he came up. And the fact that Donald Trump would write him a check and support him against George W. Bush shows exceptionally poor foreign policy judgment. And I'll give one because example. Because George Bush's foreign policy was fucking awesome? Canceled oh, yeah. civilian air flights into the nation of Israel when Hamas <sighs> was raining rockets down on you them. You stupid I shit. I publicly asked, is this an economic boycott against Israel? The next day, Michael Bloomberg, another New York billionaire, got on a plane, a commercial flight, and flew to Israel from London. Together, the heat and light that was put on the State Department was so great that within 36 hours, they lifted the ban on air flights into Israel during that entire battle. And indeed, during every battle on Israel, the natural question is, where was Donald? If this is something he what? cares about, why has he supported he, he wasn't a fucking politician to begin with. Jimmy yeah. Carter to Hillary Clinton to John Kerry for four decades. If you care about Israel, you don't write checks to politicians who are undermining Israel. Instead, you stand and support God, the national security. Who fucking cares about Israel? Wait a minute. There's a critical point that needs to be made here. You, Governor, look, Gov I, I've, Governor, he attacked, he attacked Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump has a right attacked. to respond. Ready, well, attack. response is very simple. Yeah. There is no nobody on this stage that has done more for Israel than I have. Nobody. You might say, you might talk, your politicians all talk, no action. I've been watching it all my life. <laughs> there is, you are all talk and no action. What I've seen up here, I mean, first of all, this guy's a joke <laughs> artist and this guy's a liar. You have a combination of actors. He this can't so do it typical. for the obvious reason, and he can't do it because the he doesn't he does. know how to tell the truth. Here. Other than that, but it's true. Governor Kasich, you have the floor. All the gesticulating going on stage right now is fucking awesome. Yeah, they give it to Kasich now. What did he say? Ben said, "Would somebody attack me, please?" You have the floor, Governor. You will have a response, but I promised Governor Kasich he could respond. Can somebody attack me, please? Okay, here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Is this what American politics is? Is this really what it's come to? It's idiocracy.
Let's come through. I want to point out wow. something here yes. today that is it's so critically Close the door, important I'm about baiting. how the Obama administration <laughs> has really done such a, a ridiculous, feckless job here in foreign policy. First oh, he of just all, learned feckless. we should have wow. been supporting mm-hmm. the rebels long ago. They could have taken Assad out, and because we did nothing, the Russians are now in, and they're sitting in the catbird seat. We should have what? been the helping them. Seat. I'm <laughs> the gold. Yeah, yeah, for getting sure. Into Syria. I've never heard that, that shit down. In the catbird seat. We would have solved seat. that problem. Now let's talk about Libya. Libya didn't go down because it was some people revolution. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Samantha Powell, and all these other people convinced the president to undermine Gaddafi. They undermined him, and now they have created a cesspool in Libya. And let me just say to you, we have ISIS beginning to get, get a foothold in Libya. We're going to have to deal with it. There are not many major cities Why? in Libya. They're on the coast. Deal with it. It's mostly it's desert, but it's a problem. <laughs> then we have ISIS in, in Syria, and we have ISIS in Iraq. Because this administration has not had a strong and firm foreign policy, nah. we are going to inherit. One of us yeah, here ISIS is going is to inherit fault, a total sure. mess, right. and we're going to have to work our way out of it, including the need to arm the Ukrainians. They have oh. been ignored, and we need to help them Let's as well continue. and assert ourselves as America. Let's continue Bird the murder. ISIS, Maria. Uh, hold on, Wolf. You said I got a response. You'll have a chance, he, he, Maria. Hold, hold will pick on. up the a liar. You're Ted, you are a liar. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what we're seeing with Donald <laughs> is oh, actually the pattern of Washington <laughs> deal makers, which is they make promises, they break their words, and then it's, when it's anyone horrible. calls them on it, they call you a liar. And so that's Donald's pattern over and over. And he said, for example, seven months ago, this is Donald speaking. Quote: I, Donald Trump, was a member of the establishment. There's a reason Harry Reid thinks he's the best Republican up here. There's a reason Jimmy Carter said he would support Donald Trump over me because he said Donald Trump is malleable. He has no. I would support Donald Trump over you. I would too. He is not malleable. And every time anyone points at Donald's actual record, what he said on national television, Donald yells liar. Let me tell you something. Falsely (laughs) accusing someone of lying is itself a lie, and it's something Donald does daily. Go ahead, Mr. Trump. (laughs) I watch. I watch. Yeah, I gotta get that smile down. <laughs> it's amazing. The lobbyists. I watched what this man did to Dr. Ben Carson, who I respect, in Iowa, where he said that Ben Carson is out of the race. He has left. Did you see Cruz's little view with the, the moderator? And I Whoop. thought it was disgraceful. And got a lot of votes because of that. A lot of votes took him away from Ben Carson. I watched that. Probably took him away from me too. But I watched it. I also watched where he did a form that looked like it came right out of a government agency, and it said on top, oh, no. voter violation. And then it graded you, and it scared the hell out of people, and it said the only way you clear up the violation, essentially, is to go and vote for Ted Cruz. I watched that fraudulent document, and I said it's the worst thing I've ever seen in politics. To me, that was even worse than what he did to Ben. Senator so, Cruz. I know, Donald, politicians, Donald, just... I know politicians, believe it or not, better than you do, and it's not good. Uh, I believe it. No, no, I believe you know politicians much better than I do, because for 40 years, you've been funding liberal Democratic politicians, and by the way... I funded the, you. The, the, the I reason... Funded uh, you, you <laughs> because I gave him a check. You gave him $5,000. never funded and, and, and by the way, let's be clear. He never funded me. 
Donald claims to care yeah, why? I didn't about him. Donald, he sent me his Donald, book Donald, with his autograph. Donald, I understand rules Mr. are very Trump, hard for you. They're very confusing. Job. I have his book. Okay, yeah, that, 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 this is a shit show. Gentlemen, gentlemen. This is a disgrace. Wow. Gentlemen. The latest debate. Gentlemen, please. I get my answer. He doesn't get to yell I want to move on. These are the rules. Jesus. I have seen third graders with better fucking manners. Wow. Do I not get a response You'll get plenty of response, so stand by. My name was I want to talk about My name was mentioned. And the federal government. Oh, my God. How best to keep Americans safe from ISIS? There's a huge battle underway right now between the tech giant Apple and the federal government. Federal government wants Apple to unlock the phone used by that San Bernardino terrorist to prevent future attacks. Apple has refused, saying it would compromise the security of all of its customers. And just this afternoon, they went to court to block the judge's order. Dana Bash, pick up the questioning. Senator Rubio, you say it's complicated and that, quote, Apple isn't necessarily wrong to refuse the court order. Why shouldn't investigators have everything at their disposal? No, in fact, what I have said is that the only thing, the FBI made this very clear 48 hours ago, the only thing they are asking of Apple is that Apple allow them to use their own systems in the FBI to try to guess the password of the San Bernardino killer. The Apple initially came out saying we're being ordered to create a backdoor to an encryption device. That is not accurate. The only thing they're being asked to do, and the FBI made this very clear about 48 hours ago, is allow us to disable the self-destruct mode that's in the Apple phone so that we can try to guess, using our own systems, what the password of this killer was. And I think they should comply with that. That's all they're asking for. They are not asking for Apple to create a backdoor Wait, to Wait, I thought you were so, all so about private you companies. You did say on CNN... Privatized uh, a couple of weeks ago, this is a complicated issue. Apple is not necessarily wrong because here. Because at I, the time, Apple was portraying that the court order was to create a backdoor so to an encryption to clear, device. Just to be clear, if you are president, would you instruct your Justice Department to force Apple to comply or not? To comply with an order that says that they have to uh, allow the FBI the opportunity to try to guess the password? Correct. Absolutely. That, that Apple phone didn't even belong to the killer. It belonged to the killer's employee who have agreed to allow them to try to do this. That is all they're asking them to do is to disable the, self, the self-destruct mode or the auto-erase mode on one phone in the entire world, but Apple doesn't want to do it because they think it hurts their brand. Well, let me tell you, their brand is not no. superior to the national security of the United States of America. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. You don't seem to fucking understand that it won't just stop at one goddamn phone. Yeah. Not, o- not only that, but where, where's all this rights for private business yeah. from the Republicans well, we hear you know, so often? At that same CNN forum, both Marco and I were at, a- asked this question. His answer, uh, he was on both sides of the fence. He's now agreeing with me, and so I'm glad. What I said is, yes, Apple should be forced to comply with this court order. Why? Because under the Fourth Amendment... A search and seizure is reasonable if it has judicial authorization and probable cause. In this instance, the order is not put a back door in everyone's cell phone. If that was the order, that order would be problematic because it would compromise security and safety for everyone. I would agree with Apple on that broad policy question, 
But on the question of unlocking this cell phone of a terrorist, we should enforce the court order and find out everyone that terrorist in San Bernardino talked to on the phone, texted with, emailed. That's and an invasion of privacy. Apple doesn't yeah. have a right to defy a valid court order in a terrorism investigation. Dr. Yeah. Carson. Yeah, that, and, and, and you can bet Tim they'll control it just the way the Apple NSA has. This would be yeah. bad for America. What do you think? I think uh, allowing terrorists to get away with things is bad for America. You know, we have well, the, dead. Uh, well, really? We have, do you think somebody's going to disagree with that stance? Yeah. We have the Fourth Amendment. It guards yes. us against illegal and unreasonable search and seizure. Yes. But we have mechanisms in place uh, with the judicial system that will allow us to gain material Jesus Christ, that get a thought out. Fuck, I'm sick of t- uh, sitting where we're waiting for you. the nation as a whole or the community as a whole. And that's why we have FISA courts and things of that nature. So absolutely, uh, I, would, uh, I would expect uh, Apple to comply with the court order. If they don't comply with that, you're encouraging chaos in our system. <laughs> God, he, he used his entire time on five words. I, I want to just tell you that the problem is not right now between the, the administration and Apple. You know what the problem is? Where's the president been? You sit, uh, about, uh, you sit down with the parties and you get this worked out. You don't litigate this on the front page of the New York Times where everybody in the world is reach, reading about the, not the dirty laundry job. out here. The President of the United the States should be convening about? a meeting, should know. have convened a meeting with Apple and our security forces. And then you know what you do when you're the President? You lock the door. And you say you're not coming out till you reach an agreement that both gives the security people what they need so and protects the rights of Americans. The is president is overreaching his power too much and to not doing enough. Yeah. An yeah. And okay. should force companies you, to do whatever the government want. wants to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine the outcry the that there would have been if he was forcing private companies in the private sector to do on the front page of the newspaper. Government overreach. Thank you. Mr. Trump, you have been very vocal about securing the Mexican border, but ISIS has called upon its supporters to conduct attacks in our neighbor to the north, Canada. Uh, as a matter of fact, U.S. officials have warned that it is the Canadian border which is the most significant threat. You have said that you will well, not be far less a war secure, in that's Canada. When it comes to national security and the threat of terrorism, why does Mexico need a wall and Canada doesn't? Isn't that like closing the front door and leaving the back door open? First yes. of all, you're Ooh. talking about a border that's many, many, many times longer. You're talking about a massive border. We have far less problem with that border than we do with our southern border. And tremendous amounts. You know, I won. I had the privilege because of winning. Because there's not as many brown side, people in way. Canada. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, is you that true? I mean... The first thing they told we gotta let Ted Cruz be able to go home. Other (laughs) other than Canadians don't want to be here. Beautiful place is beautiful with the trees and the roads and the countryside. Their biggest problem is heroin. And it's such a shame to see it. They're pouring in from the southern border. So I'm talking about great security. I'm talking a wall that can absolutely be built. And I'll build it on time, on budget. It'll be a very high wall, a great wall. It's going to be built. It's going to be paid for on by budget Canada, because by the way. It's going to be paid for. Maybe I'll get Canada pay. I'm just curious oh, on how far out in the ocean the, it will go and how deep Canada, underground it will go. You're talking about yeah. a massively long piece. You're talking about a, a border that would be... Uh, about four times longer. It would be very, very hard to do, and we, it is not our biggest problem. I don't care what anyone says. It is not. I don't care what anybody problem. says, our whether it's true or not. Not only people <laughs> coming in, and in many cases the wrong people, it's the tremendous amount of drugs that are coming in. 
So legalize them. I want to talk to you, Senator yeah. Rubio, about Puerto Rico. As you know, Puerto Rico is in the midst of financial collapse, unable to pay its debt of $72 billion. And they hate Puerto Cubans. Rico is asking for bankruptcy protection. <laughs> the length of the border between Puerto U.S. and Canada is 5,525 miles. Uh, U.S. Yeah. citizens, you know that. So if China uh, can build a 13,000-mile wall, why can't we do it in Canada? Other 50 states have. Uh, you oppose granting Puerto Rico that bankruptcy protection. Uh, you say that it is only uh, last resort measure, but the government of Puerto Rico has said that bankruptcy is its last resort, that that's where they are now. How do you explain this very strong stance to the hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans that vote across the U.S., and particularly in your state of Florida? Sure, because bankruptcy doesn't work unless you change the way you're operating or you're going to be bankrupt again. And the problem with Puerto Rico is its economy is not growing. It has a massive exodus of professionals and others that are leaving to my home state of Florida and all over the country. They're coming to the mainland from Puerto Rico because the economy there is not growing. It's too expensive to do business here, there. The tax rate is too high. Uh, the government regulations are too extensive. This year alone, with all the problems they're having, they barely cut their budget from one year to the next. So I think the leadership on the island has to show their willingness to get their house in order and put in place measures that allow the economy there to grow again. If the economy in Puerto Rico does not grow, they will never generate the revenue to pay this debt or the billions of dollars in unfunded liabilities that they have on their books of promises they've made to future generations to make payments. So yes, if they do all of those things, then we can explore the use of bankruptcy protection. But not as the first resort, which is what they're asking for. Because it will not solve the problems on the island, and you're going to continue to see hundreds of thousands of people leave that beautiful place and coming to the mainland. They're United States citizens. They're obviously entitled to do so, and we welcome them. But we would also prefer to see a Puerto Rico that once again is growing economically and is robust. And the leaders in charge there now are doing a terrible job. Their previous governor, Luis Fortuna, was doing a great job until he barely lost that election to someone who has taken him in a big government direction. You know what would help Puerto Rico? To make it an actual state of of, of the United States. I thought they voted in that last election, actually, their last election, to become part of the United States. Puerto Rico would love that. It's the Republican Party assholes who denied it. I want our viewers to stay with us right now. There's still more to come, including the last pitch in the final debate before Super Tuesday. And we're back. Welcome back to the oh. University of Houston. Uh, it's time now for closing statements. Holy all shit. of you will have 30 seconds. Dr. Carson, well. we'll start with you. Well, first of all, I want people to think about what... Why does it keep doing think about that? I don't know. Secondly, several CNN's years broadcast ago, is all fucky. a movie was made about these hands. What? These hands, by oh, the yeah. grace of God, no. have saved many lives and healed many families. Yeah, because God you taught tonight, him how to do this. Yes. America... To join hands. Those with hands me also left sponges in a few brains. Inspire yeah. and revive America. If not us, who? And if not now, Bernie. when? Fuck you, you ignorant shit. Governor, Governor Kasich. Well, the last USA Today poll had me beating Hillary Clinton by 11 points, more than anybody on this stage. Secondly, what? I hope you saw it tonight that executive experience really matters. It matters in terms of growing our economy, balancing budgets, cutting taxes, reforming regulations. I've done it in Washington. I've done it in Ohio. And I can go back to Washington and do it again. But I hope you also notice tonight that I do have the foreign policy experience, not just a few years, but a lot of years in working with some of the great, great minds in this country to develop the expertise, the confidence, the firmness, the toughness, 
and the ability to bring people together. He's I hope you all about think about giving penis. me your vote. <laughs> uh, I would appreciate it very much. And I tell you, we won't have to spend time figuring out what we're going to do. I will hit the ground running and we will get America moving again. Thank you all very much. Senator Rubio. Well, thank you for having us tonight. You know, this campaign has come a long way. It was just a few months ago, there were 15 or 11 of us on the stage, and now it's narrowed and the votes are starting to count. And we have an incredible decision to make, not just about the direction of America, but the identity of our party and of the conservative movement. The time for games is over. You're going to be assholes regardless. I know you've had a lot of choices to make, but yeah. now it's time to narrow it down. And I'm asking you to get behind me. Go on my website and join our effort. Get behind me while I'm on my knees. So we can bring an end to the silliness, this looniness. And loony, once loony, again, re-embrace all the things that made America and the Republican Party the bearer of the conservative movement in this country. Of course, that... Thank you for making a can Senator opener Cruz. open cans. What the fuck? Washington yeah. deals are bankrupting this country. There are several deal makers on this stage, but there's only one person who has consistently stood up to both parties fighting for the American people against the no, Washington you There's only one person who's hated by virtually everybody. I will yeah. every single illegal yeah, and unconstitutional executive action. So I will instruct the Department of Justice to open an investigation into Planned Parenthood and prosecute uh, any criminal violations. I will instruct what every a waste federal of fucking agency money. that the person I'm going to go on a fishing yeah. expedition. liberty ends yep. today. I will rip to shreds. Mm-hmm. Waste fucking taxpayer resources. If you've already been investigated deal, and, and found no wrong. the process yeah. of moving the American embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. We will repeal Bro. Obamacare, abolish the IRS, he wants, he wants secure war. the border, and bring God. back jobs. Bring back jobs. Yeah, because that has worked so well under Mr. all Trump. former fucking Republican yeah. administrations. Nobody knows politicians better than I do. They're all talk. There's no action. Nothing gets done. I've watched it for years. So I want to be one of them. What's happening to our country. All of the things that I've been talking about, whether it's trade, whether it's building up our depleted military, whether it's taking care of our vets, whether it's getting rid of Common Core, which is a disaster, or knocking out Obamacare. You don't know what fucking Common Core is. I will get it done. Politicians will never, ever get it done. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Politicians will never get it done. I'm going to be a politician, therefore I will Thank never you. get it done. Thanks to yep. each of the candidates on behalf of everyone here at <laughs> CNN and the Telemundo. We also want to uh, thank the Republican National Committee and the University of Houston. My thanks also to Hugh Hewitt, Maria Celeste, and Dana Bash. Super Tuesday is only five days away. Right now, Anderson Cooper I'm guessing the two of these people will coverage. drop out Anderson. after Tuesday. I hope so. Well, thanks very much. So there it is. The final and we're going to stop Houston that nonsense here. Yeah. Although, you know, Anderson Cooper's one sexy beast. I don't know if you'd be into you. I think he's into more metrosexual type dudes. He's Yeah, he he, he doesn't like the bears, probably. <laughs> I mean, just by the way, his does. look, he's kind of well, you know, like I was, that. You know I was made an honorary bear. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm probably not Anderson's type. But that's okay. But honestly, before There's he someone came, for everyone. Before he came out, I didn't even have a clue. Really? I never really watched him that much, but I guess I don't know anything about his personal life outside of like watching him on the news. I kind of always figured, and then when he came out, I, I made a post about it, and there were so many women who were just heartbroken. <laughs> Do you also think Rachel Meadows available? Crestfallen. Um, I don't pay attention <laughs> to her, really. Okay, she's not available for men. No. Oh, she lesbian? I... Did you yeah. really not know that either? I don't even I don't even give Rachel Maddow the time of day. She's Why? awesome. Yeah, dude. 
Rachel Maddow is a little badass. I don't know. I don't unless I'm confusing her with someone else right now. She's a pixie badass. We well we played we played a clip from her a few shows ago. We've, uh, we've yeah, I, I know I know who she is. I'm hoping I'm not confusing her with the other person who I think just yells at people all the time. Um, Which one is that? I thought I was thinking ahead, Rachel. I'm guessing and, uh, maybe. Oh, are you thinking of the fucking blonde chick on Fox? Uh, no, not not the crazy older lady that's like the old like lawyer judge lady. Yeah, her, always, what is her know, name? Uh, not her. She's ugly. on Fox. She has a southern accent. Fucking. She is just complete batshit crazy. I know when you're talking about Nancy uh, Grace. Yes, Nancy Grace. Not her. Yes, not Nancy Grace. <laughs> oh, God. she's such a terrible human being. How? 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 That's not even close. How? It's how, not. how? That's not even similar. It's not. Although, God. I, I, I hate C.E. Cups. S.E. Cups. S.E. Cups. C. Cups. C. Cups. I always, I always think C. Cups. <laughs> she's also a pretty terrible person. Yeah. She's a terrible person, but I think she's attractive. I don't. No. I don't. Maybe really. it's the glasses. Maybe she has a little, I don't know. You like the bookish type? She she has an innocent look, but is it the, the glasses? When, like when those glasses look? come off, you know some troubles coming. <laughs> you, you, oh my god! <laughs> you know she's you know she's into pegging. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's pegging? What is that? Oh. <laughs> uh, just like we'll the shit you. show of this Republican debate, we turned the end of this show into a complete shit show. Yeah. Matt doesn't know what pegging is. That's we, uh, I've heard it before. Kind of... <laughs> There's a... So you're going to see Deadpool tomorrow. Uh-huh. There's a pegging scene in Deadpool. Okay. You, but since you don't know what it is, you may not recognize it as a pegging scene, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so cool. So librarians that are pseudo atheists are into pegging. Awesome. <laughs> and Ryan digs them for yeah, that. Yeah, and he likes that. I will keep that in mind. I will edit his Wikipedia page thusly. So, do you guys so do you guys think anybody won tonight or helped their candidacy? I think they hurt themselves. The amount of bickering that was going on I can't, and the fucking over-talking, the amount of mudslinging that was going on is not beneficial. I don't to... see that this debate is going to change a goddamn thing. Well, no. we're viewing this from the liberal point of view, but, though. But I mean, even, the Republicans even... seem to absolutely love this. And, the, you know, you got to think... Well, I loved every minute of this. I thought it was but yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, glorious they're, they're in its train love, wreckiness. But you're they're not still going to love the yeah. same candidate they loved before. This is not. This has yeah. not swayed anybody. This it, it, the yeah. mudslinging exactly. and the attacks yep. will not sway anyone to change their fucking vote. I have to totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I, this, I do this too. is the same crowd that keeps Jerry Springer and reality TV on the on air. air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they love this kind of shit. That's what this show. That's what this debate was. It yep. was a total shit show. Yep. I mean, it was nothing but Jerry Springer attacks and yeah. fucking over, t- you know, people talking over each other and calling each other liars and having to just... be told to follow the fucking rules. Oh my God. It was, it was horrible. It was, it was kind of glorious and it's, like I said, in its uh, train wreckiness. In its self destruction. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Republican party is imploding. And I'm loving every minute of it. I'm like, mm, oh, that's tasty. I love it. Oh, oh, let me lick your it, tears, well, Scott Tenerman. And the thing is, is the three that are the worst are going to be back next week. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Uh, Kasich and Carson are going to be done. Yeah. They're the only two that would possibly be dropping out. 
I think Carson made absolutely zero moves. No. To try to get it. I mean, I, yeah, there, but, there was, there was a few things Kasich said that I was like, okay, you know, that, but this, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm, as I'm a Republican, a, would you think that? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a, maybe as a moderate, very, Republican, very but. far left liberal, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I, if I was looking at it from a Republican standpoint, it would be Trump and Cruz because my own personal opinion was, I think out of the three, Rubio probably fared better just by a hair. God, I don't, I just, I don't, I can't see any of them doing anything to improve their numbers, honestly. Well, no, no Trump, not, not to improve their numbers. Trump has always been arrogant. Cruz got more arrogant tonight. I mean, perhaps well, I could Cruz see. Cruz has always been that way too, but. But usually not during the debates. In his personal interviews and his yeah, talk, he's, he's quite he's arrogant toward older, other people, yeah. but. I mean, I think yeah. maybe Trump would have, would, would, his numbers would slide just a little bit in favor of, and, and I think it would be an even split between yeah. Cruz and Rubio. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the big but, question is where, where will Kasich and Carson's votes go? I, well, and I'm, and I'm thinking that Trump's, uh, tax, issues and not not releasing his tax yeah. returns will become more and a more important point. as as we go on maybe maybe and then, then i think it will yeah i think it will i i don't know that republicans really care about the ultra rich and what they do with their money because oh, cause they are well they all know. think that they're going to be ultra rich somehow someday well exactly. if i and just pull myself up by my bootstraps i can be a billionaire too yep and not only Keep that on dreaming not not only that but you know, they continually vote for policies that, um, that harm them, that yeah. allow rich people to pay much less than not only less than everyone else, but less than far less than their fair share. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think if, if Trump is saying, well, I'm being audited, you know, and all these people that live in mobile homes and, you know, have <laughs> never seen an IRS agent before in their life in backwoods, Alabama, Booger they're going to be cousin like cousin hump and banjo strumming bastards. Yeah. They're going to take that. They're they're just going to say, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, he's being audited. Of course, he can't release those. Uh, I really wish I they know. could do a real time fact check on what they say. That'd be a good. real time and have a person like being, hey, by the way, what you said is completely false. Here's the real numbers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That would be fun. It'd yeah. be. If they could just put that up on the little ticker below. Or just tell them straight to their face, you're fucking lying. <laughs> well, we, this just in, you're full, you're full of shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Those numbers well, are incorrect. But the problem is, you know, when you have moderates like Hugh Hewitt, that's not, they're not going to ever bring that up anyway. So, you know, even if that information were coming in, they would just be like, well, what do you, what will you do to make sure that we can maintain privilege in, in yeah. Christianity here? I thought it was fun to hear Donald Trump just fucking crush on Hugh Hewitt. Like, Nobody listens to your show. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I thought that was fucking beautiful. It was amazing, <laughs> beautiful, powerful. It, he was winning. He totally won on that. <laughs> then was, was that an example of Trump pegging Hugh Hewitt? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind well, of. I'll so look that up when I get home. Yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, you can uh, just from the term pegging, you can kind of guess what it would be. I, I, all I can think of is pants in the eighties. So pegged pants. Oh, I did that. <laughs> pegged pant, pegged acid wash jeans. Uh huh. I still with Converse my- and low cut socks. I'm sure that's not it. No, no. it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Most times, there's no jeans involved. All right. Well, so. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. You can send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. 
You can call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message at 33081-REBEL. And you can find us on any podcast aggregator app that you may find out there, as well as our own Podbean site at godlessrevolution.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Go on out there and rate the show. We Go would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I was on a local-ish podcast that they broadcast live on Monday. That was a lot of fun. Oh. It was me and a couple pseudo-atheists. That was that was really fun. I'll have to post a link to that when I can find it. Um, yeah, it was. Were you on with Dan? It was interesting. Uh, Dan Frere was not available that evening, which was which was sad because I brought them lots of gifts. Wait, and beer. what show was this? I I was thinking Dan uh, from Thank God I'm Atheist. Uh, Dan Beecher? No, it was not from Thank God I'm Atheist. Oh, so not those pseudo atheists. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like I like Frank and Dan. I think their show is fun. Yeah. I disagree with them on several <laughs> yeah. several they, things, they, particularly when it comes to like you know them bashing American atheists for being too strident. Yeah, or they they upsetting may, people with they billboards. They may feel free to Facebook message me at any time personally, <laughs> and we'll straighten it out. This this opinion has nothing to do with the rest of the show. They're they're so I've I've sat down. I've I've had conversations with Dan. I've had lunch with Dan. He's 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 a really nice guy. I I disagree with him on oh, some sure on several different things, but they're both really they're both really good guys. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Maybe we should maybe we should contact them see if they want to. <laughs> Come on our show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think I think we'd get along swimmingly, Dan and I. <laughs> He's a very very nice guy. I like him. I'm I'm just n- not always though. Uh, yeah, I'm we'll I'm not always either. I've I've had That's some true. fairly heated arguments with Dan online, but uh anyway, I I think they're both pretty cool guys uh if you have any questions be sure to let us know if we got anything wrong be sure to let us know clearly we learned something from trump tonight so <laughs> Jesus. yeah what the fuck i feel like a lesser human being tonight after uh-huh. after learning that i had to learn something from donald trump that's disappointing but then again none of i feel bad studied, we never studied the great wall of china i'm a little bit ashamed of myself that i that i learned something from donald trump tonight yeah that's but disappointing being honest with ourselves, we had to admit he was right. Yep. And that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I like to know that I'm wrong. So thank you, Donald Trump. Yeah, you love that shit. I don't know if I'd say thank you. <laughs> we were just not as well informed on the subject of the Great Wall of China. This is true. Since he loves walls. He loves he China. He's all about the walls. He likes and walls. China. That's kind of his ex- yeah. area of expertise. Like, it's his fetish. Yes. Yep. Fetish is better. Yeah. He gets off on it. Yeah. He gets off on walls. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will chat at you next week. Hit you up with enough of this rough to rock with you and hit you with the sounds of these guitar toys. About to bring in the noise with them Vallejo boys. With them hollow tip scripts, 16 in the clip. Third degree all flame with no name and let it rip. Burn them quick, know we about to hurt them with this. Murderous music, it's that way out click. Spit that tight shit, hype shit.
shit I'm always writing shit, reciting shit Mike's lit, igniting shit Until these pipes quit I'ma continue to strike shit You know that type of shit That make you wanna fight shit We bout to turn it up Turn it up We bout to burn it up Turn it up Being sick, tired of the politics and all this bullshit, and tired of all the lies and being in denial. When the situation's fucked up, and all I can do is smile. But now I realize nothing lasts forever. It's time to get shit together, all staying together, never give up, even when you're down on your luck. 'Cause fools wanna see us stuck, but now it's time to get up. And I just can't wait to rid the world of hate. So give me something to break. I know that y'all can relate. We 'bout to make shit shake. So get your hands up, wild out till you're black out. If you don't give a fuck, we 'bout to turn it up, turn it up. We're about to burn it up, turn it up, just turn it up Revolution. I am Dan, Matt, 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 and I'm Ryan. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is episode 95, not 95, 94. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and you 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 even got me introducing myself during a half sit up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh...